Welcome, everybody, to a Delco Nerd Network podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Rigucci, and here with a few friends from the Delaware County area, we get in the basement and we talk about a certain topic. Today's topic is the games that made us and who is us. In fact, of course, I introduced myself just a second ago, but if you don't know him, to my left, the triple threat, Chris Drea. Gooch, I am very excited to be here to talk about some of the games that, in fact, made us. Delco Nerd Network, episode 99. 99. It's crazy. 100 coming up on the horizon. But and I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing, Gooch? I don't I'm know. doing good because I'm about to make a, a big announcement. We're doing something special for our 100th episode of Dalk Hunter Network uh, in March of 2024. So we, we thought about, like, hey, how can we do the, the episode 100 of the DNN podcast differently? And you're probably thinking, like, well, aren't you well over 100? We technically are. 100%. Um, yeah. But it's it's 100 episodes of like this, this podcast. podcast proper, not like the hot take, rewind review, re three stuff. They're, they're separate. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to be doing that by, we're going to be doing some reaction content. Um, First of the kind on the channel. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like a one and done. For we sure. We probably won't do this. I mean, I don't know what we redo this to. Yeah. Um, but we're going to be. I still have the first ever pieces of content me and Trio ever made um, when we were in high school. So if I had to guess 2010 or 2011, I, I'll know once I was gonna I'm say. looking at the videos. Um, but we watched or we played together Amnesia custom maps on when Amnesia was hot. We played like the modded player made maps and we recorded like two or three of them. So we're going to be watching those and reacting to them and i have a funny feeling it's going to be absolutely hysterical um it's going to make me cringe a little bit it's going to be cringy as hell but i think it's going to be like absolutely hysterical we won't be recording this live um we're going to do it in you know just on a day and then it'll it'll come out i'm you know we don't have a timeline for it yet but and then the second half of the podcast we'll be doing like a an all-around q a like Whatever anyone wants to ask us, we'll do a form and yeah. we'll talk about it. So it'll be a pretty loosey goosey kind of fun thing. But I, 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 I realized I still had those, and I was like, I, I'm, I'm curious if Trio even like remembers these. Like I, I remember recording them, but they're, they're. I have vague memories of it. They're probably funny, but again, first pieces of content we ever did together because I was it doing was, yeah. like let's play YouTube at the time, so that was what it was for. Um, so it's going to be interesting and it's going to be fun. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. I am as well. You brought me to this. You brought this to me, I should say for an idea. And I thought it was a, a good one because we've talked about it before we brought it up, but, uh, it is weird to think back. 2010 was when amnesia came out. So yeah, probably 2011 ish. Yeah. When we, yeah. Within the quarter that. Yeah. yeah. Fun stuff. Huge. Yeah. And we also have the, uh, Dune, uh, 1984, the David Lynch. Um, I was going to say Dune. the 1984 cut, like the, 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 da- the David Lynch cut of Dune <laughs> 1984. Um, that's going to be releasing on February 26th in anticipation for part two. Absolutely. Um, which we'll be seeing and reviewing as well. Uh, IMAX, which is going to be 730 on March 2nd. Can't wait. I'm yeah, excited. Gooch. Yeah, I just started uh, doing Messiah again because I got halfway through it last year, got out of it or just fell off with it. And, and now I'm finally, and then we're, we're going to rewatch, we're going to rewatch part one, which I'm looking forward to as well. I, am I feel too. like I have a much better grasp on 
the world of Arrakis better than I did the Imperium, when I that first if one. you will. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm excited, man. And then, uh, yeah, I think Madam Web is probably the only other hot take we'll do this month. There's some games coming out, and we'll get to them in the coming weeks, most likely. But, you know, pretty low-key month. And January actually ended up being kind of not a lot, but, like, more than I thought it was going to be. Absolutely. So we, we, were, we were anticipating, like, a down month. It's fine. It, it, it's going to happen. Um, more and, content for you all. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm being forced to see Madam Web, by the way. I, I totally glossed over that. That that is not. I actually was like trio. Can we, we have. To can see we it. not? And then trio was like, nope. We have we to have see to. it. Uh, so I'm being forced against my will to. It would be to do so this. funny if we walked out of that and you were like, oh. <laughs> it was good. Oh my god! <laughs> Poor Dakota Johnson. Uh, Dakota oh, dude, Johnson. that that TikTok. I, that I actually. I I have a I don't know who did that article when asked her about the like the spiders yeah. killing her family yeah, or whatever. Yeah, terrible line. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, why ask her that? It's just such a weird. It like doesn't... you asked it so sincerely yeah. that I think like your joke didn't like come off no the way it needed to. And the way she, like, she like, explains laugh. it, it was like weird. she's like I think it's a fine like she I feel like she definitely knows about that and heard about the joke. You but, think like, like I yeah. don't I don't I don't know. I don't know, man. The Some way people she are left really her, in the dark about that. She like left her agency after the first trailer for this premiered, and like I think a lot of yeah, she. I think they were tricked, genuinely. They thought this was going to be an MCU movie, oh, and like they're just now so, finding out so on we, the press. We, are tour. we going to get a bunch of articles the week well, of the movie dude, comes out about this? I saw one post when all of them posted about it back when it was first announced. They tagged Marvel Studios because I think they thought that oh, they were in the MCU. And now they're in 2003, wherever. I'm sorry. I, I yeah, we need to. We have to. This is 2020. This is our civic were duty. Twenty years, off, twenty-one years off from that day. You're now 2003. It's wild. Uh, it's It's insane. <laughs> it's our civic duty, Gooch. We have to go see Madam Web. Uh, thank you for pushing through. It's gonna be fun. Fun to just shit on. I make. Uh, you know, it's gonna be the worst thing actually. If it's just blah. Like I want it to. Like you either, want it to be. I want trash. It to be trash. Yeah. Like yeah. I want it to be like. I hope it's not an Aquaman insane. case when we're both like on the other side of the fence. Like I hope we very much agree. With uh, I like because if it's trash. just like a, uh, then I'm going to be even more annoyed. Anywho, so before we like to get into our topic of the podcast, we usually talk about what we're playing, what we're doing, that sort of thing. Trio, you want to start us off? Sure, uh, why not? Yeah, let's yeah, do it. Um, movies and TVs wise, not much. I mean, we did just we did a podcast relatively recently, so not much has come by. F- Percy Jackson Jackson finished up. Which I thought was thoroughly enjoyable. I know nothing about that series, knew nothing about the books, I never saw the movies, and I found it to be a great watch. So that's one I would highly recommend on Disney Plus. It's nice to see them get like another series going that's kind of outside the realm of Marvel and Disney. Hey, and Marvel. Foot, yeah, sorry, you're I'm, really I'm take, yeah, I am. You're I was, reaching, I was extending, buddy. pal. Uh, yeah, that's really it. Movies and TVs wise, I saw a stupid horror movie last night when he where where evil lurks. It was like why do you even bother? Because we were, it's you know, it's when we're get all your, hanging get out. Get your Oscar movies then. Oh no, I know, but like trying to con- trying to convince the rest of the group to watch that, right. something like I'm, that. Is I'm tough. Go- I think I'm going to watch the holdovers next weekend, dude. Definitely, you, yeah, it's, yeah, I think yeah. that's one I'm, you definitely. I'm, I'm like gearing put on your up list. for the DNNs, and I'm like, yeah, okay, trio watch the holdovers. I should probably watch the holdovers. It's very too. good, especially yeah. since it got nominated for stuff as well. I'm going to have to figure out what else to parse through. But thoroughly enjoyed it, yeah. But uh, as far as games go, uh, not a ton. I finished Terminator Resistance finally. 
it wrapped up really well, actually. Okay. I felt like there was kind of some weird progression mechanics where, like, the Terminators really felt like they were always fucking you so, up. So what, where in the universe is It's place? set before the first Terminators are sent back. It's set at the end of the war. So you know how Kyle Reese comes back in the second movie and he's like, we, we had an attack on the Stronghold and before we got there, they sent Terminators out. Like, and right, that's right, I was right. sent back. It basically leads up to that event. And you find out that you're one of three, one of the three people marked for termination, one of them being uh, John Connor in the past uh, as a child during the second movie, the other one being Sarah Connor. Does uh, Eddie for a long return? No, you don't see anything in the, in the present day. I was surprised <laughs> you saw even John, John Connor himself. And they use like the original, you see him for like one second, I think. As in a kid? Termina- no, as like an adult in Terminator 1 or 2, so it like flashes like to the future. Bale? No, no, no. Because in the old movies, they show him for like a second. It's like the guy from, you see him for like a minute, he has like this crackly scar and he looks at the camera. They modeled him off of that, which I thought was cool. Okay. Uh, the gunplay's fun. I thought the story ended satisfyingly enough. A lot of choice-based stuff, kind of like RoboCop, actually, where like you have these kind of side characters that you can either do their side missions for or not, and they either trust you or they don't by the end of the game, and you got to kind of convince them to leave this compound because you know it's going to be attacked by Terminators for a certain reason. Lots of time travel involved. Of course. Cool things. It really feels like it's emulating like those original movies specifically. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. I would definitely recommend it to anyone that's a fan of, of Terminator and if you can get it for cheap. And from the dev who did Rogue City. Correct. Yep. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they seem to know what they're doing. I could see them doing like a... A, a star like another one of these types of games like a starship right, yeah. trooper they seem one to have like, like a niche they do they're, they're like exploring all these I, 80s I properties it, i guess it's a, 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 at this point it's what they can get their hands on yeah it's like probably imagine not if they did like, hard. Yeah. like i mean we've had some bad aliens games sure but alien no i think that's know, when they could uh, get yeah uh, we haven't we never got a sequel a, i was gonna say a sequelation a sequel to alien isolation yeah um, and I doubt it's going to happen. I think Creative Assembly has pretty much moved on. It seems the way. Yeah, um, so. so, yeah. But, like, again, we have Colonial Marines, which was, like, a dumpster fire. Dude, so. I'm t- there's so many ways I think they could go. I mean, I could see them doing even, like, a follow-up RoboCop game if they really wanted to. Because that did really well. They just released a new game, Plus Four, and I think we talked about it a week or two ago. Uh, but now I have also, besides that, moved on to Arkham City. <clears throat> Excuse me, Arkham City. Which, God, that game still is fucking fantastic. I finished up Arkham Asylum, got all the trophies, felt really good, didn't take me that long, except for the last two challenges. Those were probably the hardest. Uh, City, I'm going after the trophies for. It doesn't seem too wild. I need to just do New Game Plus. The worst part seems to be the challenges, just because there's so many more, but they actually seem to be easier than Arkham Asylum's. It is so interesting how slightly different the combat systems are. They just open it up so much more in the second one, because... In Asylum, you can only use as, like, gadgets, basically quick-fire stuff, is your uh, grapple and batarangs. That's all you have. And, mm-hmm. and like, the the countering is a slight, it's like, slightly different, but it's still, you know, basically the same. Otherwise, though, Arkham City, man, Gooch, if we could do a rewind review for those in the future someday. I mean, it would only make sense. It, I think it would be <laughs> fantastic. I really do. I would love to go back and really kind of thoroughly explore these games, but... I just kind of booted up GTA 4 again. I kind of got halfway through a playthrough like a year or two ago. I was kind of half in it. But I really wanted to get back and really kind of dive in and and play it fully through again. Because that game really is fantastic. There's just a vibe to Liberty City that's... I don't know. It's hard to explain it. It's just... It's kind of dreary. Everything's gray. But it really... That game has such a a singular personality. And I I thoroughly enjoy playing it. The story is definitely probably one of my favorites. Do you know anything about the Grand Theft Auto 4 story? 
Nico Bellic is yeah. from Russia, Ru- e- like Eastern Europe. It says, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I know he works for the mob. Yeah, a lot of mafia stuff. Um, I know about his cousin and the bowling. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> bowling, of course. Yeah. I know about the hot coffee achievement because of the hot right. coffee mod from San Andreas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about it. That's about it. No, you're, you got the basics for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you're Nico Bellic immigrating to the U.S. and you're just doing some bad things to make some money and, and find a guy. It's a, it's a good old-fashioned tale of revenge in a lot of ways. Okay. Uh but yeah, man, if no one's ever played GTA 4, it's definitely aged in certain ways. And that was a, yeah, they had um, Ballad of Gay Tony and... Lost in the Damned. Dude. Yeah, yeah. They, I feel like they were like pretty well-known pieces of DLC content back during that era. I mean, we're going to talk about that that era here in, Absolutely. in a bit, which is going to be fun, but... Dude, yeah, definitely. Like such a different time. dude, and like you're playing the campaign, and they interweave into the campaign, like Nico's campaign. They pop up those characters like in a couple parts, and it's just cool to see. Like, oh, they were thinking about this DLC even back when they did this original game because right. they start talking about things with Johnny, who you play as in The Lost and the Damned. But really fun. Uh, I, I can't recommend that game enough. But again, there are some places where it absolutely falters. The game came out in 2008. It's kind of old. And for last, Scooch, yesterday I picked up uh, Helldivers 2. Have you started? Serving the cause. Yes, I started. I have been having a few matchmaking issues. Yeah, uh, I've, been, I've been seeing there have been... Some connectivity issues. stuff. Uh, so it's always online? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's completely multiplayer. It's for, it was 40 bucks, completely multiplayer. Uh, you, can, you can just quick search for matches. It's a lot of like objective-based stuff, PvE uh, gameplay, right. obviously. Yeah, it's not PvP. You're yeah. destroying... Certain objectives destroying like egg uh, egg piles and like uh, just you know sometimes you'll get uh, launched onto a, a planet and you have to just destroy so many bugs or something like that. Uh, it's fun. The gameplay is punchy. It feels good. The HUD is a little busy for my taste, uh, but the idea of calling in these care packages. There's like a combo system in it, so you have your like TACCOM or something. It's called. I think that's from Gears. Gears. Yeah. There, but it's some, it's like that type of thing. You hold LB. And like this list of combos come up. Attack off warriors. <laughs> so good. And it it says like, okay, you you have a resupply, you have a reinforcement drop, you have a machine gun you can call and you can unlock all these different drops. But to pull them up, you have to hold the left bumper and a, a co- like a combo will come up and be like down, down, left, right, up, down. And you have to put that in, pull out a grenade, you throw that, and then you'll call in reinforcements or stuff or something. There's uh, also friendly fire, which is a big part of the game, so you fuck your friends up if you're shooting. If you call in an airstrike and they're in the area, they get destroyed. Most of the game modes have 20 lives that you can call back in. Uh, it's fun. I could see, like, if four of us got on it, you could waste a lot of time for a couple hours. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's it's cool. I got to give PlayStation credit for starting off strong here on, on OneNote, at least with this one. Seems to be getting relatively good reviews. I saw some questions about the battle pass, about how it's a little bit pay to win. But I, I don't know. I, I You're not facing, like, players, so I kind of don't mind if you're like, oh, I want to buy a boost. Okay, fine. You get a little higher level. There are, like, uh, difficulty ranges for the, the operations, too, and stuff like that. But, yeah, man, so far it's cool. I think for 40 bucks, that was key, making it at that price Yeah, that's, I didn't know it was $40. Yeah, so uh, reasonable. Uh, if you have a group of friends that would play it, I'm sure you'd, you'd enjoy it. So definitely a recommend for me so far. But a little caveat on that, I have only played for about like six, seven hours. So I'm, oh, I'm wow. Yeah, or not, well, okay, well, that's actually what am I thinking? Six, like seven three. games? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so like, I got a little right. bit of time in, for sure. 
Yeah, so I'm continuing my Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen playthrough. It's going pretty well. It's um, I like uh, some aspect of the game. It's made during an age where I find charm in its in its age. Um, but like when we were talking about it, because I know you have interest in getting two, right? You do not need to play this. I, see, I, I don't yeah. think it would do anything for you. I saw people um, talking about it, and I still I was even just like I don't know. Do I need like I felt like for the, even some of the developers didn't seem like too the story keen, yeah. is actually probably one of the minuscule things about it. I see. Um, like they're really like I mean Fred, uh, friend of the show was telling me, and even Andre, um, were telling me like while I was playing, I, I I've been kind of streaming this on Discord a little bit, like here and there when I have like a few hours, just like jumping in one of the calls and like talking with you know people. So if you're interested in doing that, I, I you know join the Discord if if you're not in there already. Look out for that. I usually yeah. just post about it. Um, come in, talk to me and the other people, and it's fun. You get to Absolutely. watch me play games. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, like, he's like, oh, yeah, the story kind of, like, kicks up at the end. I'm like, okay, but, like, the game is, like, kind of, like, doing quests, and I'm following a 100% guide for the trophy, uh, for the achievements, and it is almost kind of necessary. There's a lot of missables in this game, and, like, when I first started out, I was kind of, like, just, like, doing my own thing, and then I was, like, looking at, like, a missables guide, and I'm like, oh, my God, I could easily fuck this up. Mm. So I'm going to just follow a guide, like, to to bring me to things but i'm actually i'm 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 having a good time with it i kind of like having guides with certain games i feel like it kind of like makes the playthrough better sometimes well especially for like an, how old is that game 2011 sure so i think yeah. that i agree with that especially when you're going for an older game and like you said you're trying to get those non those missables especially right right yeah yeah but it, it's been fun uh, i'm glad i'm playing it i don't have a ton going on in terms of games right now uh but it's about to churn up a little bit as we get in the next few weeks here sorry to interject when does Dragon's dogma 2 come out next month end of march end of march okay yeah all right and there's nothing uh, really else then either is there no final fantasy rebirth sure. that's it right yeah okay. and then the, i don't think there's much after that for a little while got it um i've still been playing uh halo infinite and apex it's been you know fun getting back into those um Final Fantasy Theat Rhythm Final Bar Line has been platinumed. Um, I've been working on this game for a long time. Uh, it's just been a lot of grind, uh, but not like unfun grind. Um, there's just a lot of uh, stuff you got to do in the game, and it's not like difficult. It's just time consuming. Sure. Um, can, like each game has its own set list of music, and each piece of music has like a quest you have to do, and you have to do certain objectives, and some of them are a little hard. And you kind of have to like min max a party and level them up, level a character up to like max level. So, and doing all the songs. So it's just kind of like a big grind, but it's not bad. It just, it just took me, um, like, I think I ended up playing like this game for like 90 hours. Damn. And it's funny because Square has another rhythm game for Kingdom Hearts called Melody and Memory. Um, and it, it, it you know, we're going to talk about some rhythm games in, in a little bit here, but it's funny to see like, different kinds of rhythm games um sort of like prif um peripherate that's a word peripherate peripherate thank you peripherate like after rock band and stuff like the, the, like the genre still kind of like is being kept alive in like a in like a weird kind of way and like it is. In, in, a, in, a, in a like in a non-traditional kind of way and i mean we i feel like we just got that announcement of that new guitar controller too so that seems to be a bit more you know why i think that's in. being made it's for the fortnite stuff or that seemed to be the incub like uh like I I would disagree and say I think that somebody recognized that 
the guitars are astronomically expensive and they shouldn't be. So they're making a new thing that's uh, ex- like accessible from a price point. Yeah. So you don't have to spend three hundred dollars to get uh, like or a twenty used, year old yeah. used guitar. That also is broke. Like, dude, I remember I had like th- two guitars when I moved to uh, out of Malin. Guitar Hero guitars, and they were just so beat up. Like by the there's those don't last. So I do yeah. think I think there is a market for those, and I don't think they're probably. Um, did they announce a price? Uh, I don't I think, think like one twenty. Oh, they did. I, I think I will buy the fuck out of that. And if if that inspires them to make a new drum set, I'll buy the fuck out of that too. Because I still have Rock Band Four, so I and all my songs on there. And stuff. Do you have any of the guitars anymore? No. I had to get rid of them because they were all broken. They were oh, all like, they all broke. Fun. They were just weren't. Yeah, and they were all mushy, and they would the like the thing wasn't working well. Mushy. Yeah. What does that like mean? the bus the buttons like they didn't click well. Right. Like they just were. Fu- I don't know. Yeah. After no, so no, much no. Use, the guitar, you know I mean? the two and threes controllers got pretty fucked up. I remember the Rock Band guitar was always where it was at for me. Um, I really like that one much more than the Guitar Hero one. Yeah, I, I agree with and you. My, and my drums were in really good shape, and I sold mine for like 80 bucks back in like tw- uh, tw- uh, 2013. If I had room, I wouldn't have gotten rid of mine, and that's the thing that sucks. It was just because when we were moving from Malin to the small apartment, I had nowhere to put them. So, yeah. God, it sucks. Still playing Callisto Protocol. Right. I did my hardcore run, New Game Plus. My achievements bugged, but... I fucking found a way to fix it, and it it was stupid. Fucking stupid. I had to, like, restart the game. I had to, like, yeah, I had to restart the game and play until, like, a certain part, then close it out, then, like, do it again in New Game Plus, close it out, reload my New Game Plus save, beat the game again, and then it popped. For some reason, it was, like, it, like, it was being blocked. Yeah. And, like... Like I imagine, Callisto Protocol is like, you know, at this point, like done. Yeah, they're not like they're not like, patching like, shit. Right. Yeah. So, and I'm just like, this is insane. I don't know how somebody figured this out, but they did. Uh, and <laughs> I'm, I'm thankful for those people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another achievement I had to do was I had to max up all the weapons. That was pretty easy. Right. But now I'm doing the the big mama of Callisto, which is the Contagion run. And Contagion is basically it's perma death, but you go back to the beginning of the chapter. And there, I'm on the Habitat chapter, and that's the one with the water slide and the fans. And it's really annoying, and it's really hard. Um, so there's an achievement. How to far th- into the ch- chapter is that again? It's you don't have the armor yet. It's the one oh, before. It's the I one gotcha. before you okay. go outside right. and get that. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, and I keep fucking up one way or another. Um, I, I I've gotten like. Pass the fans like three or four times in a row, no problem. And then next time, boom, yeah, zoom, get, yeah. and I get killed. And basically, I have to play the game. So there's an achievement to do it in without. There's a, just to do contagion, period. And there's a do it without dying at all. So to do it without dying, I have to play offline. When I die, I you, delete my save from my console, and then I and then I re I go back online and you reload your save. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I get it back. Remember, I was doing that with Gears? Yeah. Similar thing. Yeah, but um, it's just like, dude, stop. <laughs> For God's sakes. Much That's harder than I thought it was going to be. I feel like once I get past this hump, I'm going to like... Yeah, it'll through. just sail. 
Yeah, yeah, because you get like more powerful as you go. Once you get the suit, you can take much more damage. Right, it's like that beginning part where like I don't have a lot and my inventory is not huge. So like I'm constantly trying to sell things and make room and use everything efficiently. It's it's been a pain it's in the tough, ass. Tough man. And I'm also doing um I, in Metal Gear Solid Three. I did my non lethal run. I got like most of the achievements or trophies wrapped up for the game. And the last thing I have to do is the Foxhound run, which is um. It's under it's the whole game under 5 hours, no kills, no alerts, like under 20 uh, under f- 20 saves, you can only eat 20 things of food. Um like it's it's pretty much like the ultimate like do as little as possible. But it's not bad. Um mm. it's not what's good is if you fuck up, you can just load. Yeah, so it's I not mean the continues will make the time go. It's just like okay, I can't continue. I have to exit reload yeah um i'm i'm at the uh the end um and i was really struggling with the pain and the fear the boss fights have been the actually the hardest part some areas are pretty tough but um yeah hopefully i'll be able to do i I hate i'm doing like two of these kind of like challenge runs like in two different games i'm like this just teed up like at a poor time but it is what it is um things we do for achievements and i'm still i'm actually kind of weaning out of playing mk1 um, all I have left is to get five cameo fighters to 15 and holy fuck, it's a grind. And what sucks is like, it was great when, when we like, I was telling you this when we were playing private match, I wish I could like play against you and level up, not to boost, but just, just like, oh, like I'm getting progress while and, I'm like, playing with my friends. I'm like, yeah. Who cares if I boost? I'm not getting any. Be- it doesn't yeah. make me a better player. Uh, yeah, I like, I agree. I'm like, this is where like, I'm like nether realm. You got to realize, like, just make your the fighting game accessible. Whether you're whether you want to boost or you don't, and you do it legit, what does it matter? It's just skins and fatalities. It doesn't prove I agree. anything. Yeah, it is um, weird. And the AI fighters that were in Injustice Two and MK Eleven, those were awesome. Where I just like had an AI do a tower, and I kind of grinded for me, and I was doing something else. Like, it, I like that. I didn't realize. I forgot about that. Actually, that's yeah. what I. Uh, do, well, with Injustice Two, I think you had to get everyone to twenty, Ugh. and that took a while. But again, I would do things. I would have an AI go on a tower, and I would just do things, and then hit AA. Then it would go, and I was actually like, "This makes it kind of bearable because I don't have to just monotonously fight yeah, thing all the time." time. Yeah. And yeah. the and the, like the like the invasion is like okay, but like fighting people online seems to be the best way. But it's just right. Like, I hope they kind of add different ways to, or they make XP better to get for cameo fighters. Like, yeah. it, it just seems like a huge grind. Especially if you got to get them five up to 15, you said? Five. Jesus. Yeah, I thought it was three originally, and I got one. I got Sonya Blade to 15, and I'm like, oh my God, I got to do this four more times. <laughs> Fucking kill me. Um, yeah, but that's it. That's all I've been really playing. Watching. Finish the Clone Wars. Love it. Oh my god. So we almost did a Star Wars related topic. We were talking about it because I'm so uh Ahsoka horny. I'm so Ahsoka'd up right now. Um and I'm just like, dude, like I I don't understand how Clone Wars just could have been as good as it was. Like I just don't I just don't get it. There is like the it sucks like season six and I, I i remember the last time we talked about this where i was i think it was like right at the beginning of the final season but like that last season that they did that wasn't disney plus was like here's the extra episodes we like didn't finish and we're just gonna like put them out, out yeah and it was like eh. like the fives arc was cool where he finds out about the, the chip but then the final season is um the bad batch 
backdoor pilot, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Um, then you have Ahsoka kind of like getting like she's on like a little adventure and then like Bo-Katan calls her in to help with Mandalore. Yeah. And then it's the the last four are the Mandalore arc and then Order 66. And those episodes are just so good. I wish we could go back in time or or things just would have happened differently mm-hmm. that Disney would have realized Ahsoka being like the focal point of the sequel trilogy would have been like the better bet. Yeah. I'm not saying Ray and Finn and Poe like don't have to exist, but like there's clearly issues with all of those characters to some facet. Well, sure, but I mean that's um, with Disney's fans own. with writing with within you know, I mean, that's going to come back around like the prequels have in 20 years. So it's fine. We'll see. But, no, I, 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 I hear you. Because I do just like, listen, I love the prequels and stuff, but like the. Just the turnaround. Say the, what you got to say. The, the, the pleasuring of these movies sometimes, I do get to the point where I'm like, people got to remember that their nostalgia is wrapped up a lot in that. That's going to happen for a lot of these kids. But to your point. I think Ahsoka is a pretty interesting character. She's had a lot of time to grow over the series. Which, so much time. I mean, it's just... Compared that's to just any a, other character. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. that's just the name of the beast when it comes to having a show about someone versus, you know, three movies. Right. I, I think a lot of the stuff comes from just the indecisiveness of Disney in those last three movies, and, and that's what causes the issues. I mean, they, they it was like with the DC Universe. They tried to pivot, like, fucking four times in three years. So, you fuck things up. But, I mean, dude, Ahsoka's a, a great character. It is... It's funny how things wrap around, just like with Anakin, just like with her. Everyone started out hating them. Now yeah. they love them. Yeah. And that's because they put in the time with them. And and even like episode three really does do a lot to to wrap that back around, especially with Anakin and yeah. Obi-Wan's like connection. And and I did and I did watch Revenge of the Sith to cap it off. And now that Bad Batch is finishing, instead of going to Rebels, I'm just going right into Bad Batch. I think that's, that's the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, well, if Bad Batch isn't finished, I don't want to like end the show and then have to go back. It would so, be weird. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of giving a little bit of breather and I will get it, get around to the bad batch, but I'm so excited. Cause like my favorite part of the clone wars is the clones. I sure. really like Rex. I really like, like the camaraderie, w- not only with the Jedi, but with each other. Sure. Like that was really like the highlight for me. I'm like, I don't like the prequels necessarily. I like the prequel era. Sure. I like the Clone Wars. I think it's a really cool set piece to do things in whatever yeah. the fuck. Even I know I like we always talk about like oh can't wait for like High Republic shit because we can just do anything. Yeah, and it's like yeah that that's kind of true. But like I think they kind of did that already with the Clone Wars. They did it. Well, they sure, explored yeah. a lot of different things within that war to I think great effect. No, definitely. And I mean you know we had the Clone Wars. We had. The movies. It's funny how even the, did, you, did you watch the like original Clone Wars yeah. movie? Mm-hmm. The that's, yeah, that's how I started. It is it interesting. Yeah, I watched like, episode one, two Clone Wars movie, and then I and went into the show. Out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it's just interesting because like I've talked about this before. Like George won it, and it and and he managed to pull it together in the end there in the way of story. And it, it's just funny how that that can work out sometimes. And it's nice that it did incubate this whole new world that we're in. They haven't explored upon the, the the sequel era in an interesting way because another thing is people do just want to get out of this timeline that we know. I mean, we have the Acolyte coming, which is... Yeah. I, th- I can't remember how much... I don't know if it's High Republic, but it might be. They looked that... There were some leaked screenshots that looked pretty interesting. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I don't disagree with you on Ahsoka. I just think she's had the, the luck and the... Not the luck. The care. The care 
and just Dave this, Filoni, you know, Dave Filoni, and just this entire years upon years of backstory to build upon and to craft a great character, which is harder to do in nine hours. But it would also yeah. be nice if you knew what you were doing with that character. Those last episodes of the Clone Wars, and I know that could be a movie on its own. I know this is a hot, it is a movie. Yeah, it, 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 it is. basically is. Yeah, I know this is a hot take, but. It is the be- the best Star Wars content there's ever been. It's better than the original trilogy. I have become. I just don't. You can't. I, I, I just think I, you can't say that. Like I'm, I mean, because that's where it comes I'm saying from. It. I I'm mean, break, I'm breaking the barrier. I'm, you know that. You know that Apple commercial, the 1984 one, where he throws the hammer into the screen. That's me. Sure. You guys are all fucking tranced by that thing, and I just don't have the like. I, I don't get me wrong. I like it, and I appreciate what it's done, and uh, obviously, like I, I'm I'm aware of it, but I just don't have this dick sucking admiration for it that like everyone else does for the original trilogy you're saying yeah but like, I'm like that's dude, because I'm like, star- like but like, you I, realize it, like it just that can't be better than the original like I think it is objectively I guess I, I feel but like I know without where, it we, yeah we don't like get you know that. what I yeah. mean because it just wouldn't exist but like I just am like dude the like everything about those last four episodes of the Clone Wars I'm like it is just some of the best like I just I just I like I don't know what other, other way to put it I'm like I just I, I think I'm just kind of done with people putting OG Star Wars on such a pedestal. I'm just like, we gotta like, 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 but like, here's the issue. Uh, sure, here's sure. the issue. It, it's, it's everyone just hating on all the new stuff or, or, and like, it, and that's really my issue is just the hate on all this new stuff. And it's not that I think the new stuff is good, but I'm like, Dude, there is some good stuff. In, what with, do you mean on the new? I don't, see, because I don't think there's hate on the Clone Wars at all, the animated shows. I think it's all on the, the sequels. No. No, that prequel hate is still there. Uh, no, don't get, but but that's because sure, but like I think the the majority of hate you hear all the time is about sequel stuff, and like uh, don't get me wrong, I will yeah every time someone goes I, the prequels are good, it's, I'm like it's the pure eh. it's the purists that bother me. They don't want anything more with Star Wars, and I'm like guys, I'm like like that I agree with. I'm like there is some great stuff here. It's not all great, but like just I'm like it's more when move someone the fuck tra- on. But like, but like again, like you can have a better make... take than oh, like the original trilogy of Star Wars is the best. Like oh, we get it. Like a lot of people think that. Like it's but not. That's, you're but not but like then original. You're just telling. But that's not a. But just because you're not original, that's not a reason to change your opinion. Right. But like, I, that's I, if, I think. I, that's I think what... it's more like open your fucking mind a little bit and like have, have like some sort of like give give this shit a, well, a and chance. Well, I think there's unfortunately... and the animated stuff that gets shafted and people don't pay attention about it because it's animated. It's like no, this is where the best Star Wars yeah, stuff is. Yeah, but that's happening. like George Lucas's fault and everything because he just kind of pushed it off and gave it to other people and didn't re- like that wasn't supposed to be that big of a deal. He was focusing on the movies. The movies are the thing. Right. And like yeah, I do when someone tries to go the prequels are really good. No they aren't. They they have incredible. Right. I'm like they I don't, have incredible technical and story issues. Yeah, glaringly so. Yeah, my my reasonings for liking the Clone Wars have nothing to do. No, with No, and that's why I think there is something like where someone can't be like, well, there's if if you truly can be like, there's no good stuff after this, and I, and I respect someone's opinion that's genuinely just like you know I I I'm just kind of done with it. I don't see any interest in it, and like they can kind of take that. I, I think there's just will. so much jadedness but, with Star Wars, that and it I just, think like, it just kind of bothers me. I think let me like let me like around. the Clone Wars, you know. No, and I think that's that. I think that's totally reasonable. And again, I think a lot of, I think the people online you're going to run into those people that are like, no, that's those are dumb. Nothing past the the originals is, is good. But I think most generally well well reasoned people for some, do seem to that are big big enough Star Wars fans to watch it find good things really good things especially in the club yeah like i was talking to ian and he's like you know like dude i'm like he just like doesn't like ian's a huge star wars fan and i'm throwing him under the bus 
Like, <laughs> he just doesn't care about the... I'm like, why? Doesn't care about the Clone Wars. Sure. I'm like, why not? There's, I'm like, he's yeah. like, dude, it's animated. I'm like, get the fuck out of here, dude. Well, You're but, so close-minded. And that, it, it's, listen, it's ridiculous. I, it's horrible. We love you, Ian. But I, I think... No, we don't. I think that there <laughs> is something you, innate for a lot of people, and I think that's been changing a lot these past 10 years. In when you see an animated thing, there's like a, ugh. But I do think that's on the swing around, genuinely. Like, yeah. with stuff like Spider-Man I mean, and things like that. I, I don't know. Yeah, but like, look at Marvel with their animated stuff. It's like, do people really care? Do we really? I'm not care? talking about. I'm talking about. I'm talking about Spider-Man into the uh, in, across the Spider-Verse that just did incredibly well with adults and kids alike. You know what sure, I mean? Sure. But no, sure. Marvel they haven't tried to release a, and the MCU proper has not tried to release like a full-on animated feature. I'd be curious to see how that goes if they did. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I do think there is innately some type of stigma around that for some people, for better or for worse. Yeah. I don't think it's really helpful to say that's stupid and call them idiots <laughs> because you're not going to win them over that way. But I would say wholeheartedly, yes, watch the Clone Wars if you're a Star Wars fan. Watch these things if you're a Star Wars fan because you'll probably find something you like in it. And, and I but get there are some it. People is, who- the, is the Mace Windu Jar Jar episode in, in that sixth season good? No, but like... <laughs> We get around it. Like, I'm sure. not every not every episode or arc of the Clone Wars is good, but, like, there's a lot to appreciate in in, in what it offers. Ian, you're not a real Star Wars fan. God. No. <laughs> fucking understand why Cad Bane is better than fucking <laughs> Well, but, again, the Boba Fett thing, you know me. I've been saying this forever. Boba yeah. Fett's an idiot loser. He always was since the original trilogy. He did nothing until he got thrown in the Sarlacc pit because he can't shoot someone. Right. I he love him, cool. but he looks cool. Uh, and that's just how it goes with a lot of things. You know, and, Star Wars is a touchy subject, Gooch. You know me after after The Last Jedi and all that. I almost hate... it's. It, there's a bunch of things, even besides Star Wars. When I mean, it comes we, to we, this almost was going to be the topic of the podcast, and I knew Trio was like... <sighs> well, you, know? you were saying like so the topic was going to be Ahsoka should have been the main character, right? Uh, right. Yeah. It was going to be around Ahsoka. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I like I like Ahsoka a lot. I don't... I haven't found her to reach like this that interesting of a of a character level for me. I just I think just, out of all the Star Wars characters we have, she's the most. And I think that comes dynamic like I, and he's grown agree. so much. Yeah, I think that also, like I said, comes from the fact that we've got to spend so much time with her. You know what I mean? Right, right. Versus right, these right. other characters. But uh, yeah, we watched Dune. Of course, I mentioned that, yeah. and then I watched uh, Nausicaa uh, of the Valley and the Wind, which is the first Ghibli movie. Very good. Okay. You kind of see like where they start off. Some of the good, some of the bad. When like, did it come out? Uh, Eighty four oh, as okay. well. Same right, year well, as uh, Dune. Would you look at that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Patrick Stewart, Uma Thurman, Shia LaBeouf, great voice cast. That is funny. Um, wow. So it was dubbed. Shia I think, LaBeouf in eighty four. It was dubbed in the nineties. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I was yeah. like. What? Yeah. I was just like, how? Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, oh, they did the dub later. That makes okay. sense. Yeah, and Disney's involved in the dubs, so makes that's sense. why like Noah Cyrus is in Ponyo, um, because I guess they had access to her I through see. Miley at the time. Interesting. Um, but yeah, very good. It's like Japanese Snow White. It's very oh, cool. All right. It's um, but and it, like there are a lot of like. You know, you know what's funny? In, in the beginning, the Nausicaa, the main character, is talking to herself a lot. I'm like, wow, this is like 2022 protagonist, video game protagonist right. issues here, <laughs> yeah. where she's just like talking about like what she's doing. I'm like, I know what you're doing. I'm watching you. We don't need like, to. Don't... We don't need to see. Right, right. But That's uh, so funny. yeah, it, it's good. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, it's a good base for what Ghibli like eventually goes on to do with other stuff. And then I rewatched La La Land, like one of my favorite movies. Ever. I love it. 
fucking great. The Goss, he's on top. <laughs> the Goss. Always. Dude, he really... Did you see the whole uh, Vanny Fair thing he did? Like the cover no. story? It was good. I watched... He did like a bunch of videos with them, too. Oh, cool. okay, he cool. was on top of the like WB Tower, and they took a picture of him. It was cool. Yeah, he's just Ken. He, he, he is me. I am him. Yeah. Um. So that's it for what we're playing and what we're doing. Um. Trio wanted to talk... About the state of play that we had, yeah, I thought two we just went, ago. yeah, I and kinda, then I was like, we got to talk a little bit about that. Well, the now Xbox there's just a bunch drama. of stuff, yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's funny, kind of the state of play has been so far in the rear view, rear view for me now. I'm trying to, I'm having trouble. Remember. I know I saw Eve uh, or no, what is that? Stellar Blade. Stellar Blade, dude. I'm, I saw a few I'm interested. That, oh, I'm 100 percent interested. Um, what else did I see? They, they dropped the Helldiver stuff there. Yeah. What What were the other big things that came out? Well. Um, there were like Dragon's Dogma two right, trailer. Right. Um, I'm tr- like a, a, a lot of smaller games. Yeah, nothing um, too crazy. Dra- Death Stranding two trailer right, that was, was the big, was thing, the big thing. Uh And then the that he's doing a new IP as well. Right, uh, Fins. Right, uh, Fizz. Uh, Fizzint. Yeah. Fizzint. Yeah. yeah. So like Sigint, yeah. Signal Intelligence, like from mm-hmm. MGS three, and then Humant. Instead of it being information intelligence, it's or signal intelligence, it's human intelligence. And now Fizzend is like physical intelligence. And so they're real words. Human no, and Sigmund are yeah, not yeah. Kojima terms. There's, um, um, I got to say, man, it sounds interesting. I, I saw his like one article, how he was talking about why he's doing it, right? With his health scare or something. Yeah, which yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool. Like maybe put his life in perspective. He just wanted to do this, you know, espionage technical game. Yeah, I mean. I'm interested to see what that is. Right. I mean, is it going to, you know, obviously that's Metal Gear. He keeps talking about how. It's a game and a movie, so I'm real. Your mom will walk by and think it's a movie. I'm like Kojima. That's every game. Yeah, I was gonna say (laughs) this isn't anything new. Um, What did you think about Death Stranding Two, man? I gotta say, dude, on the beach. I gotta, gotta, I gotta say, a little Kojima farts now. (laughs) No, I fucking really enjoyed it. I gotta say, I was blown away by just the fact that I enjoyed it that much. The trailer itself looked interesting. I was like, where is this game gonna go? Global. Global. We're following Sam as he expands the network onto like European continents and stuff now in different yeah. places throughout the world. Yeah. We're getting new environments. New, organi- more- new organization. Right. Fragile started a civilian outfit called Drawbridge. Right. And they're kind of taking upon Bridge's mission to globally. Globally, yeah. Um, you're in a ship. Um, Everything's black black and white was well that, i think it has like something to do with yeah, i think like, it has something to do with them being on the beach that's what i was thinking the okay. ship has some connection to the beach right okay um so i think that's what that was looks like super combat more combat heavy yeah and i sure. think we're gonna be killing robots yeah so it's clear that kojima was like yeah we didn't you know i i think for especially maybe the messaging for that game that was maybe had something to do with that but maybe you know now the messaging is should we have connected and here's the AI c- coming into the picture in APAC. And Higgs is now automated deliveries. Humans aren't making deliveries anymore. Come on, Trio. You see the real world implications here. And, you know, now, you know, we're going to be killing the robots, which I, I find interesting. And Higgs is going to use his guitar gun. Little David Bowie Joker or whatever. I, I got to yeah, say, yeah. that was probably, that's where I'm just like, all right, I guess I'm in. Like, oh. <laughs> like it's him just, same as the river <laughs> Yeah. I did catch that too when it happened. Yeah. I was like, and then the the fucking puppet thing, dude. I, that's our Mimir. Yeah, that um, is an interesting callback. I thought that was, and cool. he's still wearing the bridge baby pod, but there doesn't seem to be anything in it, right? Uh, right. L is Lou. Yeah, L Fanning. We yeah. finally got to see her. She's playing Lou, and she's dead in the trailer. And I have a funny feeling this has to do with her being a bridge baby yeah. and the fact that she's like 
in between the world of the living and the dead as like a stillborn baby. She's not alive and she's not dead. Right. But she's kind of like in this area. So when she gets removed from the pod, like what does that mean for her the rest of her life? Like she, mu- this must have something well, to do ta- with the And narrative. they start talking about why Lou was deemed effective, right? She like doesn't, Guillermo del Toro's character, not him. Uh, yeah, Dead Man like, is talking, talking like, the There end. was a reason that we, I didn't realize they just got an impersonator to play him. I don't think. Yeah, he sounds I mean, like almost George exactly Miller's like, character is the same thing. Yeah, like the the pilot with one hand yeah. and the fucking tentacle cat. It was. Uh, it's just funny because like I heard Guillermo del Toro like speak in an interview. I'm like, oh, this is his voice, but like they didn't get him to voice it. The, yeah. It's interesting. I yeah. didn't realize. I think that. it's cool. It is. No, like, it he just get, he, he just scans people. Yeah. He brings people to the office and he scans. Mm-hmm. Scans them. Ooh, sorry. Well, sorry. Hiccup. But yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see what the game is gonna do. Um, I love seeing like the environments in Mexico when like the flood takes out the bridge. Really cool. Um, it looks like the the weather is gonna be much more dynamic and interacting with the environment other than just rain. And I was wondering how you were gonna lo- they were gonna spice up the gameplay a little bit. And I think adding those environments in is definitely yeah a great ma- way making to start. the world more dangerous. Because yeah. I mean, like, hey, the BTS and like areas and the mules. The the game has a dangerous environment, but. I think like adding making the environment itself even more dangerous, not just like the enemies. And and the world still looks like Iceland, which I found interesting. Like it's like deserty, but it's also like, dude, that shot with the dunes. It's oh my god! And like, but I'm like, they're still like they're keeping very barony, right? They're keeping that base of Iceland still with like a different like flavor, right? Right, right, And I think that's cool. Like, I mean, like you know, and there's snow in Death Stranding. Like, there's still a lot of like environment differences. In Death Stranding 1, even though it's based off, you know, uh, one place. Sure. Um, well, just like the country of Iceland, there's, you know, a lot of... just And just like America, there's a lot of differences between the land. Between Lots of biomes, East and, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Minecraft yeah. biomes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think that was... I'm trying to think That's of That's like, the big thing, really. I think that was really why I wanted to talk about it, honestly. Yeah. And obviously, yeah, uh, what was it again? A Stellar Blade? Yeah. That was named something else before. Wasn't it just named Eve? I thought it was like... No, that is... That's I think you're talking thinking about Pragmata oh, with that okay. little kid in space that looks like a Kojima game huh. and it's anime looking. But yeah, no, yeah, Stellar Blade, Stellar Blade that was definitely like, one that pokes out. Yeah, like it's really anime, but it's like not that anime, but at the same time I'm like I'm really interested in this. And the, the, why are you interested, Gooch? Yeah, cuz she's hot. <laughs> yeah. And it's like sometimes it's like yeah, that de- that dev comment of like she just looks attractive. That's it. Like I know, I love that. She's model. He's like, I want model. to play as people. Yeah, where well, I'm playing as the ideal here. We're not I'm like, playing good. Let's, as like. Let's the, get back to base here. And well, like, like you and again, can do like, that. Not every representation or everything has to be like. I'm not this inclusive. I'm not thing. going to watch. I mean, she's Asian. So yeah. Well, and I'm not going to watch. <laughs> if I go to watch Superman and his body looks like my body, we have a problem. That's all I'm gonna say. We need. I. I want in certain things. In certain things, I want to see the ideal. You know, that's it. But good stuff. I'm excited. Yeah, I was gonna look up really quickly um yeah what was revealed uh dragon's on with two hell divers judas oh right judas yeah, yeah. yeah so we got a new bioshock game right and it looks awesome yeah yeah and I mean, I'm excited. it's hard to say yeah. and, uh by the way like death stranding 2 didn't have like i think it's a 20 it was 2025 thought it did say done in, yeah 2025 yeah, yeah but like that was that it. was it yeah. um they had some vr stuff that metro's getting a vr game um until Dawn is getting a remake, which is right. like, why? Because they're making the movie. It's so which weird. Which is weird. I, I don't know. I mean, it does, it does look markedly better, I will say. Uh, so strange. I just, I just don't get that one at that all. That game must do well. 
That's like, my only thing I like, can guess. Great. You know what I'm thinking of it? Great. Now we can re I have a reason to replay it for our horror month thing that we do we do every year. Yeah. But I was like I was kind of looking to get away and like do some different games for that because right. we've been playing that's literally the only games we we've kind of done. Um we could do like an Outlast or an Amnesia. I was thinking like of a, Layers of Fear. Oh yeah, that might be yeah, yeah. I never played There's a lot of like it's funny. There's always all these indie horror movies. I'm looking on like the game marketplace. Same. There's a ton of, and they got some good reviews from a lot of people. Yeah, there was one. It was like a Nazi one that looked interesting. Uh, came out recently, but I can't remember the name. And then the only other thing I think of consequence. There was some other stuff. Sean, Sonic X Shadow Generations. I don't think it's really something me and Trio have much to say about. Silent Hill Two remake got another trailer, and it didn't really look looked that a great. Janky. Looked a little janky. This is Bloober, by the yeah. way, doing this. And then do Silent Hill the, sh- the short message, which was like a pt like thing yeah free game and then it didn't i don't think people really liked it about yeah yeah like like it kind of just came out and went away right that sucks how do you not give that game to uh, like the most top tier developer you can find right silent hill 2 is like that's like god level almost to a degree for people that's like god tier for people. yeah no that's what i'm saying i was gonna say like one of the most critically acclaimed games of all time but I, i i don't think i'd say that necessarily the game is such a status um of this especially of like the original silent hill games yeah bloober team everyone has just been like why bloober i don't know i don't like they they made some okay games but like (laughs) and can i not 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 well enough to make silent hill 2 i don't know man and then to go back just to the like the remake of until dawn like how can we not? There are just certain games that they're leaving out to pasture in the remake front, that they're and then that they're going after. Where I'm just like, who is making this call? Like, I I feel like if they did, I know everyone asked for it forever, but like Bloodborne stuff like that, like what's going on? I I don't know. And then you got like, did did the Until Dawn? Not Until Dawn. By the way, Bloober made Layers of Fear. Interesting as well. Well, so I guess that makes sense then. But it's a different. It's a. It's like a horror game on a different scale. And they yeah. did Observer, Layers of Fear two, and then like. So Dolly. I did hear Observer is pretty good. I've seen that a lot on Xbox. Yeah, but again, like these games are like such a they're different n- scale. They're different. Yeah, beasts yeah, altogether. Yeah, they're not Silent Hill two. No, you know where it's just like that's top. That's like God tier, like we said. Right, yeah, right. Like people, that's like held up on an echelon that. Is above everything. So let's talk about the Xbox stuff. And I don't even. Know I just where, kind where of want to even just. I, I don't even. I don't want to get into it. I, I just here's my prediction about what's going to happen with this. Top if, level thoughts. If yeah, you that's don't, what I'm if you don't know the situation, I would just suggest go look it up somewhere else. If you're in the gaming sphere, you probably should know about this already. I'm surprised if you wouldn't. If it's you, pretty yeah, complicated. Yeah. I think this is being. I feel like it's not as bad as it seems. I feel like we're gonna get the. We're gonna get this media not a media event whatever whatever of thing they're going to host or release that's going to explain what xbox is doing with their future is going to be like oh okay that makes sense so you don't think all these exclusives are going over no not necessarily that i don't think xbox is going away well, i don't i don't i, think- I don't think the, the fa- like the foundation of xbox is going to be like reshaped I, like i just don't think it's as drastic as as it kind of ended up becoming I want to know what they said. My top level thoughts of this will this means they're getting out of the console space next generation. I don't I, like that because there's don't no believe. like why no one's buying an Xbox console next generation if all this stuff is on place. That's what I believe. No, I, I, I think I, you know what I mean. I think sense. I think it really 
But like, if this, I think there's some major internal strife going on at Microsoft right now between the Microsoft heads and the Xbox. There's heads. clearly there's clearly factions within. Yeah, the, and they were talking the, the executives. Were you watching uh, the crossover, the Dukes? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was yeah. watching that a little bit, and they were talking about yeah. it. And like, it seems to me, Phil Spencer has his vision. He wants to execute it. The people up at Microsoft are saying, well, we've given you a lot of time. We see all this money we're losing by not selling all of these games on different consoles. We are a software company. We don't make much hardware to begin with. What are we doing? Uh, and I, I think all this stuff is getting leaked from high-level people. Like, Maddie was talking about this, and it makes sense to me. Or I think it was actually uh, shit. Cog. Cog was talking about it. Uh, how, like, this is, like top level things so there <laughs> yeah, seems to be clearly. some major internal strife and like i think butting of heads as we speak here right now i don't know which way this is going to go when it comes out i think there, uh, maddie said it in the two like there's we've gotten to the point where you almost can't walk it back to a degree too just because of how much everything's out there and they didn't even come out and deny it to begin with because why wouldn't you just come out and say none of this is true if it's not true uh right. i don't know man i think it's bad regardless because PlayStation, even if you think Xbox has been the shittiest competition on earth, PlayStation needs competition in the hardware space. The, and the, I don't, and I do think that this inevitably gives them less competition in the hardware space, even if Mike, even if Xbox doesn't stop making consoles next generation. I think the gaming industry is not going to be better without Xbox. Why? I agree, hundred percent. Why? Yeah. Why would if Xbox go? What is good about Xbox going away? Nobody should want that, but. I will admit this. The fanboyism, even from me, is... Uh, I, I. Here's why I'm an Xbox fanboy. I just enjoy the ecosystem much better than I do PlayStation. And I enjoy the people up there. I know Phil Spencer is not my friend, but I feel like he wants to be. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of the issue. Maybe that's the issue. Well, Ma maybe it's because of how they decided to market themselves and... and and the way they're communicating with their audience that kind of has gotten us to this point in the first place. Unlike Sony, who is very corporate. Just doesn't now. say anything. Yeah. Right. Right. Is to their chest and like, you know, releases information when they're ready and, and you know, whatever. And I understand they don't have the exclusives. I've never cared. I care about the exclusives, but like, if you're a gamer of any sort of consequence, you're going to play the games where they are, regardless of... It, it, you probably have multiple systems. Like, you're going to find a way to play the games. But if you're a general gamer, like most people are, you're only buying one. And it's the one that, that has most of the games I'm not going to talk it. about some, someone I'm, I'm not. Sure, but that's but that's that's the majority of people, I, I guess, I hear is what you. I'm saying. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. But... And you know, Xbox has said them itself. When 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 everyone can play, what is it? What is the quote? Um, oh, I gotta look it up. And like, no, and I get what you're saying. Like, when everyone can play everywhere, that would be good. It's something along right. those lines. It, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's and like, don't get me it. wrong. I'm gonna find it. Like, that's ultimately the goal that I want. But I think right now, doing it in such this quick... when everybody plays, we all win. And there's there's truth to that. And but like again, a lot of Xbox stuff is already on other platforms. Um, this kind of this switch of the gears of being like, all right, Starfield is going to be on PlayStation and, and and Switch Halo. and Halo and like, I mean. That's why. Who, who knows me. what? Like, and then and then then Gears came out. Well, like, well, like, who cares about Gears right now? Like, Gears is doesn't have a new Gear Six isn't isn't it's probably in development, but like, it's but, not. And that's it's not like on the cusp here. Like, why would they re, um, retro? Like, I like think about it for a minute. It's it's just like okay, like 
some of these titles might go over, but all of them? Are we sure about that? Why would they not say no? Like, this is what tells... Their non-denial tells me this is all happening. Personally. Well, I, and I, we'll I th- wait and see. No, for sure. Read. No, we're, no. We're I, whatever Phil Spencer... That's, that's my read on the situation, I should say. Because why? it's it's like when Naughty Dog was like, well, the next game might be The Last of Us or it might be this. We don't know what it is. So it's The Last of Us. Because you didn't say it's not The Last <laughs> of Us. Because why wouldn't you say that? It... I don't know. I just think their whole communication here has been weird. This does feel like a top-down decision. I think ultimately it hurts them in the hardware space majorly. And I think most people, new new players coming in after this, if it really all is coming out on PlayStation regardless, they're only going to get one plastic box. And that's fine if they want to accept that. But and, and I'm glad that exclusives will be available everywhere. Like you're saying, I think that's genuinely the, the goal. Everyone should be have, have access to these games wherever they're playing. But I do think at this point it just kind of gives up the goat on their on their hardware side. Not that it's not that you're going to disappear and like the people who have it are necessarily. I don't and think like, there's no I, reason I to think, like I trash think, my I console. I think that comment, which I don't think is necessarily true or false, I think that comment then breeds to Xbox are going away. And I and again, I just cannot imagine that the Xbox ecosystem, gamer tags, the you know the infrastructure is just going to disappear. No, sorry, I, I no, don't think I know, but I think that. That that what you yeah. said leads into that kind of talk, and I'm like, guys, there's no way that's going to happen. There's no way Xbox is going to be like, see ya. If this is no, I, but that's the thing. You're I, that's, and I get you're saying other people are arguing that. My argument is they won't go away. They'll just turn completely software. They won't make a console after the next two generations. But like, th- but like them, what is Xbox? They're Microsoft. They will be Microsoft, and they produce games. That's it. That's crazy. I know, man, but that's like what this seems to be teeing up, in my opinion. You know, I don't know why else you do it. But, but the, and the, Microsoft is—they are a software company. I know. They don't make hardware. That, and I guess I'm more saying this for people out there. That's their thing. It's software, not the hardware. And I, I, I they, they aren't catching up here. So, so hardware wise, but like neither is Nintendo. And but they, but again, I but hate to be the FTC. Competing. They really are in their own little corner. I know, it, I know, and like it doesn't really matter with them. They don't need to worry about that because they're I, still I, making good money. I just don't like. I don't want Xbox to go away. Again, I don't either. Like, I, I like Xbox a lot. I you know I have I have a lot of hours into that. My, like my achievements, things like that. Um, I, and I, I just don't see that happening. And um, it does suck because I think Phil's on the cusp here, but they've been on the cusp. They've had the deck, Gooch. I know. I know. And they about... won't, there's nothing. That, we haven't had a lot come up. And, and listen, there's, I, I love we've Starfield, we've but it was bluffs. not the thing that we've people... had a lot of bluffs. Absolutely. And they, and, they, and they lost the hand. And, you know, they had some good ones. They had Starfield definitely wasn't exactly what they wanted. I no. loved it for sure, but it didn't hit the way that they were hoping. And I do think they see all these possible people that could have played on PlayStation. And they're like... And, dude, they seem to be butting heads with Bethesda a lot. Like, they keep talking about how they hate exclusivity. I feel like you see, like, maybe not Pete Hines, but, like, one of them was like, yeah, I don't like this exclusivity stuff on that end. And I get it. And we saw we saw the breadcrumbs of this. You know what it was from, Goosh? Blade. Xbox. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Blade. There's no... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, is, yeah. is this an Xbox exclusive? What? And then you're seeing now everyone's reading and oh they're changing the Xbox stuff over to Microsoft. Well, so that is this seemed... a GameSpot error? And then the Avowed page, I don't know if you saw, they took mm. off like the Xbox Series XS thing. And I'm just like, I think we just are re- I think we're just reading well, into things. Well, now. but I also think like, that's I don't, I don't, like, how are they messing up on that? Like how how does that get changed? I'm not, too, say, you I'm know? not saying that's m- messing up, but like this is I know Gooch, but this is I think the problem too. This is Xbox. This is Microsoft slash Xbox's fault. They're allowing all this room for us to just simmer. 
And apparently they weren't going to do this for another month. And now they pushed it up, I think, like two weeks because of all these leaks. And, dude, I'm telling you, if, if, if Phil doesn't walk out on that stage and it's Microsoft people, everything's going on every console immediately. If it's not Phil on that stage. Well, and then that's the question. And then he'll, be, and he'll leave after that. Right. How yeah. long does Phil have left? I think either he, he gets fired or he leaves. And listen, yeah. I, yeah. I know yeah. people he, love. Right. You don't. You don't. In a company, you don't lose like that and not leave. Absolutely. Or, or yeah. get fired. Well, and don't get me wrong. That's not he, how it works. I think he's earned a lot of criticism in the way he's kind of promised certain things. And like you're saying, having that friendly attitude, which I think helps. But it does create that kind of parasocial relationship that, you know, true fanboys like feed off of. But he did pull Xbox back from the brink in a lot of ways. Xbox One reveal was a catastrophe that we saw happen right before our very eyes and caused untold people to switch over to the PlayStation 4, myself included. And that's when all these digital footprints were established. That's when a lot of these key things happened. And Xbox lost I think one of the most important generations. And they've just I mean Phil Spencer said that. They lost they lost the most important generation. And now they've just been trying to play catch up and they can't quite get there. And 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 I guess I look at Xbox and I just I just don't get upset at the the exclusive games not being on the level of PlayStations. But like look what they're doing for third party, like the backwards compatibility. They're doing so much great things that Sony isn't doing, that Nintendo isn't doing. We can't lose Xbox. I know, man, but I do think the if you want people to buy those boxes to play those games on to use that ecosystem, you need a reason to. And I'm even there. thinking how how does Xbox innovate what a console is in terms of like you, they've always done this the Xbox family sort of thing sure. and like like I know they, like the Series X and the S and like they already have kind of been doing that, but what if they do that again and like like I don't even really know what that means. I'm just I'm just kind of pitching an idea here of. Like how do they how do they change their tune but like still like on the same song you know what I mean It's tough man and I, I don't I don't begrudge Phil being in that position at all I wouldn't want to be in it They were in a deep hole and I saw someone tweet like Will someone stop using the Xbox One generation like as an excuse for the for, I mean it's like, not what's an excuse it's, it's, just a it's fact. truly what put them it's on a, this ground yeah, it's, a, it's a fact playing like catch up and don't get me wrong phil's made a lot of mistakes probably himself uh but to the fact that we're even where we are today after that monstrous launch is a feat into itself and i will give phil spencer credit for that top level gooch i think it's bad if this is what's happening for console competition hardware competition and i I think it's good for gamers to be able to play things everywhere and i think top level i don't think it's nearly as dire as we're making it out to be do you think what I'm saying is dire? Yes. Because I think, like, I, I just don't get how logically you don't get there. Like, you know what I mean? Because just what's the point in buying that console now? Why is a new person from now on going to purchase that box so they can get that game everywhere? You know what I mean? And unless PlayStation did the same thing, vice versa, that would be different. Because now you can just choose your ecosystem. You know what I mean? But when someone asks me which console they're going to get, super asks me which console to get, I say, I say PlayStation. 100%. Every time because of those games genuinely but i do caveat that with i like all of x y and z about xbox a thousand percent better Mm -hmm. but those aren't necessarily the things that i think your average joes who are buying the majority of these consoles are thinking about you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but that's like i guess where i'm at yeah anywho that's a well said that was a good and i think that was a good i'm glad we talked about that because that was a good conversation something i would like to 
it would be cool to do a full podcast maybe on that at some point, but you know, we still don't know what's happening. And I, and I, like, I think, I think we just like, I think there are better conversations being had by more knowledgeable people. Right. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't want to act like I like know everything about this and I'm not watching sacred or defining Duke. Yeah. Like, you know, which we both watch. Absolutely. And we're both yeah. getting information from, I'm not going to act like, you know, all my no, thoughts dude, are I came original. to all these on my own and I have no outside information. It's just me. No. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like I, I do have my own opinion of like, I did like even like, you know, of, of things I'm like, there's no way it's this bad. Like, I just, I just don't believe it. And sure. like, I feel like we're going to hear from Phil and I, I feel like things will be, put into place and i i understand there's going to be change but i don't think there's uh there's i don't think the we're getting like imagine like there's a sandcastle in the sand and a shovel picks the sand the can castle up and just plops it over like i, I, agree. I don't i don't think that's happening well i, f- I feel like the you know we're we're rebuilding some of our foundations here but xbox will continue I hear you, man. Like at the I end of the MCU. So. I hope so too. Xbox, I... Xbox will return. Like, and who fills that void? Of Anyone Phil? of of no of Xbox? Say they in a world where they do kind of phase out of hardware. Nobody. Apple. I think that's the only person I could and see possibly and, hopping in. And it's not going to be Apple. I'll tell you that much. Well, they tried a while back. They're just they're not. No. There's no there's no filling a, a console void. I think at this point. I mean that's happened though a bunch, Gooch. Like you know, Sega look, went look away. Look at Ouya, Stadia. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like all, all these like all these really small console things that really like amounted to absolutely nothing. But if I I don't know, man. If Xbox stopped making, and again, I don't think that's necessarily what's going to happen. Like right now, Xbox stopped making a console. I could see one of these tech companies jumping in, like full full throat because they have there's there is a hole. There's only one there. But I don't know. Do you that's think a whole? That's a whole do, hypothetical. Do you, do you think Xbox partners with a tech company to make their console from now on? I don't think there's a point. I think they'll just sell the games on whatever console's made. I just don't think there's any money in that for them, or they don't they don't see the money in that. I think there is, but uh, like right, if they're not a hardware company, let's get a hardware company to do it. Yeah, is what could I'm, possibly what yeah. I'm basically saying. But I mean, when you get the bean counters. Like, does that make beans. sense? I don't know. I mean, maybe, but then maybe not because it's, I, I don't know. I, that's manufacturing and all that stuff, um, obviously. But I don't know, man. The bean counters see some extra beans that can't be counted. They want those beans. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening on the top floor of Microsoft right now. I mean, Xbox is like one of their most profitable brands. Right. It's gotten up there. And I know there. there were layoffs recently, recently and between you mean act- all over the entire industry. <laughs> yeah. True. But <laughs> like, I mean, but within, there's within, more within Activision, Blizzard, and uh, Microsoft, um, um, Mikey Barra <laughs> is gone from Blizzard. Um, and I guess, listen, I, I have, like, this is my professional experience, actually. I have been a company who's acquired other companies. The leadership always eventually goes. Sure. It's just what happens when. You are you are prideful of your work, and you get acquired, and then the, that company who acquired you tells you to do this, this, and that, and you have a problem with it. The leadership change, yeah. eventually will just – they don't get fired, but they're pretty much forced to leave. Sure. And that like that's just kind of the reality of mergers and acquisitions. I've literally been through a few of them, um, and I've watched what has happened as the person acqu- doing the acquiring and – forcing new processes on you know 
people who have a way of doing things and don't want to do them this way and want to do them that way. It's like, well, we own you. You have to do them this way. Yeah, this, this is what we're doing now. Right. We're the company. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. It really is. Well, on that dapper of a note, uh, on a dapper, downer. downer. I don't know why I said dapper. It's not very dapper. It's sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on that downer of a note, let's get into our main topic, the games that made us. Of course, we're going to be going back through our gaming history. Me and Trios, you know, um, our, yeah. Our the games exactly that made I, us, Gooch, the, yeah, if the you ga- will. The games that made us, if you, yeah, if, if, if you will, like Trio just said. So uh, we kind of compiled a list of games that sort of had, like, an impact on us uh, for various means and, and reasoning. And, like, I, I have a lot of different examples of, of stuff. But it's going to be fun. Like, a ton of these games we don't really talk about ever. Definitely. Um, some are not really relevant IPs or really kind of times that we um are gonna reminisce on like you know what it was like growing up in that era and it was funny making this list and kind of like looking at the xbox 360 era of things and how much has changed and how that era was such a cornerstone for me and i think like games as a whole it's, it was really kind of cool i think for our generation in general to be honest yeah yeah, yeah. and these will be in like I just put mine in chronological order. Mine are like, in like a rough timeline order because there's a lot of stuff that like overlaps, especially in the beginning uh, of when I started playing games and um, um, like when I was playing these things. Like obviously, like some of these games came out, and I was getting to them years later, and absolutely uh, things overlap with others. But um, I guess well, what's clear from my list is I guess I've, I've been gaming longer than you have, for uh, sure. Uh, <laughs> like as as my, I mean, dude, I, I started like I didn't have my own console. So, so, so I was probably like so what, 10 or 12. What was your first console? We had a PlayStation, I think, when I was really young. And then, an, no, we had an Xbox because I played Combat Evolved on it. And then my brothers took it, and I was just, I would play a lot then of games from then. Yeah, and then I went Fucking on. Uh, you know, I played a lot of Jack, like I have on here. I have Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper. Like, those were, like, really the earliest games I remember playing and being like, whoa, this is fucking awesome. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, really kind of setting up that, like. I want to play these. Yeah, I want, yeah, I want a game. And yeah, like for me, I was like, I played on PC first. A lot of my, a lot of my, some of my first memories and, and some of my first picks are, are PC games. And this is something I never talk about. And I almost show no affinity for Sega, but I, my first system was a hand-me-down Genesis. I have I, vague memories of having a Sega too. I had kind. a Sega Game Gear. Hmm. I, I, um, a family friend of ours, just gave it to us and like that was my first system and i had like sonic i had the one of the x-men games the jurassic park game a spider-man game all the license Uh, games but i didn't buy any new games like i just had the games i got and that was it but i remember i also had a sega game gear and fuck why we got rid of that shit beyond me um well that definitely wasn't my doing then my dad probably tossed all well, of just, it no you don't know back then honestly. right right yeah. but that none of that stuff made it into here um but because really my first console that i owned that was mine was my ps2 which we'll get into so what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about those games and kind of ping pong between trio and i and uh we have some overlap and i and i guess we'll we'll see where we get yeah so absolutely so We'll start. We'll start off with me because I guess I'm yeah. First, getting your earliest stuff. Let's hear about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> this one, if you were at the Too Many Games panel or you watched that panel, it shouldn't be too surprising. But my first video game experience was Unreal 
by Epic Games came out on the PC in 1998. And I played this game probably when I was like, well, I watched it technically. I didn't play it Um, when I was like five or six. So this was like 2000, 2002. I was born in 95 um, for context. This is my first gaming experience. I watched my dad play it a lot rather than playing it myself. So I kind of got like mystified and, and really interested just watching him play. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, it's a first person horror shooter. Again, uh, Epic games. This is their first game. Um, more or less their first game of consequence where unreal gets its name. Cliff Blazinski, Tim Sweeney were involved in this project. Um, Tim Sweeney now being the CEO of Epic and Cliff Blazinski sort of being uh, a bit of a washed up rock star. A whiner. Yeah, a little, bit, little whiner, a little bit. You know, I l- love to love him, love to hate him. I think he's got some. I mean, dude, good he qualities. created some amazing games for right, sure. Yeah. To, to yeah. Part but of, yeah. Unreal was like, I just, I have a lot of really vivid memories of watching my dad play, being very scared of it, but still like. I didn't realize it was a first person horror game. Unreal? It's it's, like, it's very scary, interesting. but it's a first person shooter. Yeah, 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 that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, but it has like horror elements. I see, just like Gears. Right. Okay. Right. Same, same t- sort of sort of vibe. Um. Yeah, and like I remember, like I had like my toy guns, and I like pretend to like shoot shoot the the scar uh, scarge as I call them. It's S K A A R J. I've all the call. I've hear people call them scar. And I'm like, I've always just called him Scarge, <laughs> um, you know, killing the monsters and like, you know, just like the sounds and like the soundtrack being like really interesting, but like scary right. at the same time. But like, I still never like I still like watched. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he had he ended up beating that. But that that was my that is my first gaming memory. Um, and the too many games panel was about me wanting a remake for that, which I still want. And especially with the one point five billion dollars they just got from. <laughs> Disney. I'm sure Epic could probably swing it. Um, but yeah, that that is one of the games that made me trio. What's your first one? Uh, I got, you know, Sly Kid. These ones, it's funny. I don't remember oh, exactly what I played Oh, by the way, we're back them. with physical Yeah, we got some, we got some paper. packets here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think like earliest stuff genuinely is Sly Cooper for me. I remember playing that over like my friend's house and, you know, just going through all the different levels and really just kind of inspiring me to want to play games more. Uh, you know, and Jack and Daxter, I feel like those kind of blend together. Those like first, uh, you know, platformers that were really big on the PlayStation. Again, I didn't have my own console. I really don't think I had my own console until the 360. That's crazy. Yeah. So like, and you know, my <laughs> parents, the, yeah, they wouldn't get me one for a while. And really, a, and you know, I just don't think we could get one at the moment for various familial reasons and things like that. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, GTA three was another big one up there for me. Those were like, like just incubating memories for me of like playing these games and being like this is fucking awesome i want to play video games all the time and i mean of course we know i, I want to make this my personality yeah <laughs> this is my personality now like and of course we know jack and daxter sly cooper those are both naughty dog right or is only uh, sly, sly sucker is, punch right jack and daxter's naughty dog and uh jack and daxter was one christmas of 2001 yeah when i got my playstation 2 from santa he crafted it himself um <laughs> jack and daxter and the precursor legacy was one of my first games uh that came with it as well as harry potter and the chamber of secrets oh, I, have to, what have a to, classic. I have to shout that out um but yeah i remember that morning like playing jack vividly like, mm. I, I remember like most of of that morning um, it was definitely one of the first games I 100. percent I remember getting the secret ending when like the portal opens at the right, end, right. and it's just like, oh, like nothing. <laughs> and that. then Jack Two comes out, and the whole the whole series kind of uh, takes a, a bit of a mature turn. 
Um, and it was probably one of the third, like the first third person action games I played that was like a collectathon. Right. Like I will, like I didn't have N sixty four, so I wasn't playing like Mario um sixty four and and like you know a lot of those collectathon titles that are that are all in those right, systems. Right. Um, but if we take a step back, um, another game that sort of lives in my core childhood memories, um, Tomb Raider: The Last Lever, Leg- uh, wow, Last Leversy. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Tomb Raider: The Last Revelation, which is by Core Design, came out on a PC in in '99, and I I probably played this like in a similar time in Unreal, age five through seven, like 2000, 2003. My first Tomb Raider game, my first intro to Lara Croft, obviously third person action adventure. Um, I watched my dad play a lot of this, but I also ended up playing it myself. Never beat it. Mm-hmm. Um. Um, but this was my first Tomb Raider game. This is where my affinity for Lara Croft kind of came into being. Um, uh, also sort of cemented my love of ancient Egypt and uh, archaeology and Egyptology. And that would later be cemented by another game on this list. Also by the mummy. <laughs> so, like, I was just, like, really, like, eating up all this, like, ancient Egypt media that was like actually came out all at the same time right. I mean, we really haven't had like a an egyptology or e- egyptian mythology renaissance like especially like like think about like norse mythology how much norse mythology it re- and that like kicked up out of nowhere i felt yeah, like it was yeah. like one but, like, year it was same nowhere with, same with the the you know the egyptology stuff true the, uh, no definitely yeah this the same kind of thing with there it's just um, wild how saturated the, the Norse thing is now. Yeah, like, it's so it's like it's like oh my god, another Loki thing. Yeah, like, yeah, come yeah. On. yeah no, there's a lot going on there. Um, anything else on that one? I don't know. No, yeah, you're good. So next up, one of the earliest like open world gaming memories I have is probably GTA Three, and just fucking around, messing with the, the 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 cheats and everything. I was too young to comprehend why that game was so cool. You know what I mean? But <laughs> like, just like I just remember, I was like, this is like, uh, but I feel like I still did even back then. No, I'm like, this is wild. This is cool. I can't believe I can do all this shit in a game. I can go anywhere in a city. I couldn't get off the first island because I didn't know what to do. I didn't really follow the story at that point because I didn't really know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, like, same thing for my games. Like, I never beat Tomb Raider The Last Revelation. Yeah. I don't even think my dad beat it. I know we beat Unreal, but, like, yeah, like, you have n- no concept for narrative. Just, like, the, the, the cool factor. Yeah, I'm like, really... how do I get the jetpack? What do I do? What, right, what, right. Jay, like, how do I get the rocket that? launcher? Yeah, yeah. Can you, Jake, can you come do the, the code for me? I can't do up, down, left, right, back, back. Like, I could never do the, the cheat codes. <laughs> Yeah, man, those are definitely <laughs> some of like the earliest, most fun and wild memories of just like messing around with what a video game could possibly be. Uh, and then you know, GTA Vice City was kind of mixed in there a bit, but for a lot of the same yeah, and, and I, I, um, I, I played GTA Three and GTA Vice City at other people's houses. Yeah. Um, my my old friend Chris Marnelli, shout out to him. Um, I'll mention him again with Halo, but. Um, playing GTA at other people's houses was like, because I couldn't get that. Sure, I didn't yeah. have older brothers. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I M M games. I I once snuck. Got I have a funny story. When I my mom took me to GameStop, and you, you tricked know, her. I didn't trick her. <laughs> yeah, sure. I I God rest her soul. Um, I I like I I think I'm like I just wanted God of War, and I'm like I you know like I don't think mom and dad are gonna mind. Yeah, and though they minded, my dad like I was like playing. I think I was like. Like, just put it in. And I'm like, hey, Dad, look what, like, Mom got me. And he's like, oh, you know, like, what? You She got that for you? We're returning it. I returned it, and I got something else. Um, 
There was one time when I but, was... But, like, that was, like, my first attempt at getting an M-rated game. And, again, this this is, like, mid... Like, probably, like, 2003 or four. So I'm, like, seven or eight. Um, it really... what The M-rated games were not accepted until I got my 360. That was the, the line. Yeah. Where my parents just were like, okay, fine. No, it, it Halo, is interesting. You know? My parents didn't... Like, it's funny. I didn't really start buying a ton of games until I got my own... Like income, like when I was like really in high school, so like I didn't yeah. have to get and and like whenever I got free, like whenever I got money for birthdays and stuff, that my parents never bought me video games because they were like, you don't need it, but you don't need another video game. I don't know. It was yeah, annoying. I do. Wow. Yeah, god damn it. Um, you fucking. But it, it, it is funny. <laughs> Sorry. No, she's not huge. I will kill you. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I just I think it really is funny thinking back how I really didn't have my own console till three sixty really. And it's really late too. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like, like again, like a lot. Of, like again, my first few games are, you know, PC and PS2. Like, you know, that's like ten years almost. No, that's like five, six, seven, eight, nine years before. Yeah, the, the you know the formative years. No, Nine, and both, don't get me wrong. It was for lack of trying. I was like, I wanted one so bad for a while. Yeah, I mean, like, I. I don't know if I like the 360 was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Getting the 360 was a big deal. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I think I wanted a PS3 because I had a PS2. Like, but all my friends were getting Xbox, and I think Xbox was cheaper. It was PlayStation was 600, I think, and, and Xbox that's what, was only like. And that's why I ended up getting 360. And I'm like, no, no regrets there. I think mm-hmm. that ended up being the the better move. I agree um, for me. Uh, what about you? Anything else on the games? The earlier games. Yeah, so we, we mentioned Jack and Daxter, so right. now we're moving into the PS2 era. We're really out of... Now I have a console. I, I have a experience. I'm actually playing the games pretty hardcore. We mentioned Jack and Daxter, but of course we have to mention Kingdom Hearts 1 by Squaresoft. Okay, what would eventually become Square Enix. This is for PS2 in 2002. I played this at age 8, and I remember when I got it, it was Easter, the year it came out. I had played Kingdom Hearts at... Two different friends' house numerous times. Uh, my my old buddy Anthony Angelucci and an old friend of mine, Matt Hayward, and I and I like was exposed to Kingdom Hearts like probably the first few hours I played already before right. I got it myself, and I was just like, "This is fucking awesome." But it wasn't the Disney stuff that really got me into it. Like it was like everything else. Yeah, like, the Disney stuff just happened to be there, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, sure." Um, like for some reason, it's just like. The anime stuff on it, right? The, the yeah, more, yeah, yeah. Like, really interested me and the graphics and the opening. And I was like, oh my god! Like, I like I gotta get this. And I, I my mom, I'm, well, I don't know, I don't know if my mom got it for me. Like, I don't, I don't know the situation, but it was in my Easter basket. Um, essentially, how I got it, but it was like you know one of the first games that I, I, I sort of coined like it had backstory, even though it like really didn't. Right. I think I was thinking about it when I put this on my list. I think I just identified that the characters were complex. Is really what Makes I sense. meant by when I the characters had backstory. Right. I think yeah, I just you were like, there's, that, there's a rich story here. Right. But you didn't know how like, to right. put it into words. Right. Yeah. I'm like, this, this is actually the first time I ever like really thought. I'm like, what did I mean by that? Because yeah. like, uh, that wasn't true. Yeah. Like, there was no like backstory. Like, this is the first Kingdom Hearts. Like, there's there's nothing before it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, no, it's probably just like the, the emotions, the, the deepness, and the yeah, yeah. That there wasn't. It was much more different from being like just you know the surface, surface level, level hero yeah. and you know like like look at jack and daxter there's not much emotion or no. characters in no. any of those characters in that game um yeah and of course the graphics were definitely big all right. those japanese games it was like holy shit like how how does this look this good right you know wild shit but kingdom hearts is definitely 
a game that made me for sure. I love it. Uh, and yeah, last one on like my earliest gaming memories probably is Halo Combat Evolved. Just because like I, I remember, I, I have these vague memories <laughs> of uh, not vague, actually pretty pretty noticeable memories of just like sitting on my at my first house when I was really young before we even moved to Malin. We we used to live behind Marple High School. And we, yeah. we built like an extension off the back, like a sunroom. And I remember sitting playing that in the sunroom with our Xbox and just being like, what the fuck is happening? Master Chief looks so cool. There's aliens coming in everywhere. The shooting's awesome. I, I had never, I think, played something like that before, genuinely. <clears throat> and I mean, just seeing where it goes from then on, it could not be a more like consequential, I think, series for for me and possibly our generation growing up absolutely yeah so uh i played halo uh halo combat evolved is on my list as two um i played it on xbox and pc uh, i have a bit of a different history with this so probably in 2001 to 2003 ages 6 through 10 2001 to 2003 um is when i was probably playing these games um, and I went to my, my buddy Chris's house, and they, you know they were. That was when I first got exposed to Halo. I remember the Pillar of Autumn level. Um, I remember being very scared of it, uh, especially the flood stuff scared me. Not the flood stuff because uh, I didn't get there yet. Yeah. The elites, ah, oh, come on, come. you know, like the, <laughs> they're behind. Yeah. Like the noises they made freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> like they still kind of creep yeah, me out. Yeah, yeah. Like they're still like like I'm playing them. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. like the elites were like you know and the way they moved and. And the way they like came at you was like really scary. That is um, funny. But not only the campaign, and I, I remember we ended up beating it one day. Um, you know, uh, playing it uh, a few different times over his house. But I remember like when we beat it. Uh, but I also remember the four player co op sessions we had. Hundred uh, like, percent. Yeah, we'd go yeah. over and it was like, dude, we're gonna play fucking Halo. And I remember we used to, I used to call the 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 carrier floods that like blow up popcorn guys. I think I mentioned <laughs> this during our re-threes. Makes sense. Uh, a, a, a kid who I haven't seen in years named Nick Achavati. Um, he used to go to Pius with me and he left, but um, he used to, he like dubbed that name the popcorn guys. And like we, we that's just like, that's ran what, with it. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that's just what we called them. Um, but yeah, a ton of co-op sessions on campaign and and you know um multiplayer sessions on land with you know playing with the duke on the on the original xbox um and i wouldn't play halo combat evolved for myself until it came out on pc um in 2003 and that's when i played through it uh for the first time yeah i, I couldn't tell you when i pro like i fully played it through by myself i don't again it's like these weird vague memories of right the first that, mission where you're blasting through and the elites come through the door they're like and they, and you see them i think for the first time it, it it lives in my head for sure yeah yeah uh anything else on the earliest gaming stuff for you Gucci? yeah yeah i was gonna say that, yeah. that that was yours but i came it came back over to me with with halo um oh yeah yeah Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Um, this is a game I played both on PS2 and GameCube. I think it was on Xbox as well. This came out in 2001, and I probably played it pr- played it age 8 to 10, 2003 to 2005. This was my first true, I think, couch co-op experience where uh, my neighbor at the time, I used to live um, in Lawrence Park near Pius. Um, like, the house before... So we moved to near Pax and Hollow middle school. And then my parents got divorced while we were in the house, but this is the house before that. Um, and, uh, my neighbor named Anthony Minardi, shout out to him and his brother, Steven. Um, we used to get together and play Baldur's Gate, dark Alliance, like together. Oh, only. Wow. So we beat like, I, he had it on GameCube. 
And I'm not even sure like how he started playing it or like why he even got it. Um, but it Baldur's Gate, uh, Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance is like an isometric action CRPG. So it's not as like nitty gritty as like Baldur's Gate one or two or even three. But you like you know you like you're a wizard, you're a ranger, or you're like a fighter, and you just like you know you equip weapons and you fight, and you have like some abilities. It's, right. Yeah, it's kind of like Diablo. Oh, which um, okay. A little less loot focused, but sure. there's loot and stuff. You know, right, like they right. drop gold and and stuff, and you pick it up. Um, but yeah, we played this co-op on GameCube and we beat it. And then I eventually got it myself and play- I think we played co-op on PS2, but I, I beat it solo on PS2. Hmm. Um, and that game, yeah, was just like one of my first like true co-op experiences where, you know, we, we get together and we'd play the game and, you know, we're freaking the fuck out. And like, we're like, we had really close calls and we're running away from monsters and, you know, just like the, the whimsy of, of that age of, of playing games it, it's so much different than it is like we'll be five years later and it is now it's like that's kind of one of the things when we get to that 360 gen that's going to be interesting because this is like i think that those those games are really defined by the times that they came out sure like you know this like early posts early pre-social media era where like it still was like old we're school, getting but, into like, like the hd consoles we're like moving into that but like Sort of like a like a modern time, time, yeah, yeah technologically yeah. and culturally, yeah, yeah, for sure. But what's next for you? Uh, so now I'm moving. I don't have anything else in my early gaming memories. Is there, yeah, we're, is that, we're, we're all still that? we're still pre 360 for me. Okay, so yeah, I guess for me, like earliest stuff, like these things I didn't play when they came out, but like the earliest games I played, like that, you know, release wise. Was probably like you know Star Wars, like the oldest one. So you know Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. I got to give it a lot of credit for just like expanding my horizon on what kind of RPG I, I'd like to play. Mm-hmm. It's funny because a lot of these RPGs when I was younger, I I think I tried to start playing them. This goes the same for even like uh, Elder Scrolls. I try them once, I just don't know what I'm doing. I get frustrated and I stop. And then I go back to them like a year later, like as uh, I don't know more adult ish, more mature mind, and I'm like, oh fuck, this is awesome. Like, there's so much to do here. There's so much to see story-wise. I think that is one of them, one of the games that truly, like, implanted my love for RPGs in a lot of ways. And different RPGs. And it's such a fucking good game that will never get remade. Yeah, and you, and you talk about that a lot. So that was one that, like, of course... Had well, to for be sure, it's a very formative game for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, next one I have, we're still on PS2 for me, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy. This is probably one you've never heard of. Came out in 2003 on PS2. Uh, again, probably played just played this uh, ages 10 through or 8 through 10 in 2003, 2005. Um, Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy is kind of like a third person adventure game. Uh, it's kind of like like a Zelda type, mm-hmm. a Zelda like game. It takes place in like ancient Egypt and you play Sphinx. Who's like a Sphinx looking humanoid animal hybrid. Dude. Right. Yeah. And then the mummy who is King Tut and he's, he gets like killed and you play as him as a mummy and he's like, kind of like the goofy, like sidekick character. So you're kind of like switching between Sphinx and the mummy and the mummy's trying to escape. And like, you're kind of aiding each other. Um, like Sphinx is getting stuff for the mummy and this little, I forget what is he's like a, ba- I think his name is Basket. He's like <laughs> a basket guy. And he like, 
like you give him items and he like takes it to the mummy and so then they get to play as the mummy and you you get like a new unlockable or a new ability or something like that and it helps you like traverse puzzles and stuff like that it got remastered but it's uh it got only got like a switch and a pc port interesting which is annoying i really because i want to get this yeah you will play that yeah 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 <laughs> i have it i own it on pc but, but you like, want the achievies yeah yeah, yeah I, want, I want the full i want, you want I all want, the good good yeah, yeah I, want I totally all the good, good. i understand um but yeah another game that kind of like solidified my interest and my taste in uh egyptology and and egyptian mythology and and that sort of thing and yeah really um just really made that part of me um that still kind of carries forth um liking egypt stuff i see i love it it sounds like a a, a very like you said it's puzzle based is it platformy too or anything at all okay yeah Yeah. so that sounds about right i love it very even like you know slyy jack and daxtery yeah, 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 for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then next up for me, I think in the, in the this is like I played this on 360, but this was actually an Xbox game. Was Splinter Cell Chaos Theory? Yeah, Splinter Cell was a pretty black blacklist. <laughs> was pretty like dark par for me. Like I, I remember seeing Splinter Cell around, but I never really played it. Yeah, I still really never have. I don't know what it is about those games. Like something about the stealth espionage drew me in, and that is a true stealth game if you'll ever find one. Uh, it's very classic in the way of you get caught, you're done. There's no big bang way you can go through a mission. Uh, you know, Sam Fisher is such a cool and interesting character. Jeez, uh, Michael Ironside playing him is iconic. Those games did so much for the stealth genre, in my opinion. I think this kind of really solidified, again, my, my love for that genre and wanting more of it. They do so much in it with like the, the light system and even physics stuff. I remember there was one part in it, like, just I'm being blown away by this. Like, you'd shoot a a fish tank. And where you shoot it at, like, you know, if you shoot it lower or higher, the fish tank would drain to that. This, this reminds me of, like, some mechanics in MGS2, and we'll ever get around to it. And you just, There's like, some weird details. It's like, why did they go through all this length to make this, this thing so of immersive? Like, it, it, it's those first seeds of, that I didn't realize that I liked immersion. In in some ways, yeah. and I think they really all get to it more when I talk about GTA Four a little bit more. Uh, but I those were the first things I was like, "Wow, this is I feel like I'm in the game. This is cool, Gooch." But yeah, man, if you've never played those games, I think Splinter Cell it's a it's an Xbox game. But if you're a stealth fan at all, it it holds up for sure. I would definitely recommend going back to it. So you you didn't own a PS2? Ever. No, I, I you know it's funny. My brothers might have had one. I really can't remember before the 360 a lot of it's shoddy for me i don't remember but, and you, but you played like ps2 people's houses. we had an n60 exactly and we yeah. had an n64 at one it was point so, i remember it, that i played I those the old opposite, batman obviously. games batman and robin i remember i played somehow i remember that playing that down my basement i don't know what that was on might have been on we might have had a ps1 you know you know what's funny though i'm, I'm kind of so, well your brothers aren't gamers at least no they now. were then they were older too and stuff right so, but yeah. like like i feel like having the older brother like you know if they were closer in age to you you probably would have been exposed to more, sure. Um, is or if they were more bigger yeah, gamers, yeah, for like, sure. You know, they you know you they would have probably gotten you into the games that you liked, and like when they you know when they went off to college. How old were you? Middle school. Mike, he would have been he would have been eighteen, so I would have been eight. Oh my god, yeah, that's fucking nuts. the earliest. Yeah, and then Jay's six clo- six years away from me, so I would have been like a 
seventh grader when he went to college. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Seventh, yeah. sixth. So like in in like the formative gaming years, they were it was all yeah. On. It was all me just figuring it out and uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. funny yeah. to think about. Yeah. Because like obviously I don't have an older brother. I have a younger sister, but. Yeah, I was. It was my cousins and my friends that it was really. If I wasn't playing it myself, I was. Sure, know, sure. Finding games out through them. Um, next up on my list, I have Final Fantasy X uh, for PS2. Came out in two thousand three, and I probably played this uh, ages eight to ten, uh, roughly two thousand three to two thousand five. Similar to Kingdom Hearts, um, and I don't have Kingdom Hearts two in here because I feel like it's like just Kingdom Hearts repeat in a way. Um, like final this is my first final fantasy it's my favorite final fantasy it's the first game i cried at i remember crying into the end of final final fantasy 10 and being like what is going on like i'm like this like this story is like super heavy very emotional tough to understand as a as a fucking like 10 year old kid like i'm not sure what i mean i i know i didn't grasp the whole thing but like when i got to the end and like finally beat it, it took months final fantasy games are so hard you know even kingdom hearts was really difficult um that's one thing we haven't really mentioned like the dip well maybe we did a little tangentially but like the difficulty of games back then you getting your brother to to do something for you yeah. like that was you know obviously like like how to like if nobody was playing it, I think I only had a few friends who were playing kingdom uh Final Fantasy ten so and i and I wasn't looking things up on the internet yet, yeah. I was too young for that, I don't mm. even think I really like understood and it barely could, even I don't even think much of that stuff even exists you know at the time I would yet. be like I need to get the strategy guide, and I had a ton of strategy guides as a kid um final actually Final Fantasy ten probably cemented or maybe Kingdom Hearts more so cemented the idea that I needed a strategy guide to play these games because mm. I needed it would help me like when I got stuck and I and that kind of started a trend of like all these Japanese games I would always get strategy guides for <laughs> I love um, it yeah but I oh strategy guides are such a, a thing of another era too they um, still are out there a little bit right but not, a little not bit, nearly not, to the degree that they used I don't, to be. well now I have no idea like I think the last strategy guide I got was for like Final Fantasy 15 now I'm all curious but continue yeah okay. yeah um, well, I have, I'm looking just as I enter the 360 era, Halo three is my first 360 game. I have three more games in between that. Do you want me to get through yeah, those let's games? Just do it. Yeah. So then we're, we're in the 360 yeah, era perfect. together. Yeah. Okay. So two MMOs, Guild Wars. I first discovered the first Guild Wars, like World of Warcraft. I had to pay to play that game. Yeah. So Mom and dad weren't having it. They didn't want to put the credit card in. No way. Know, weren't weren't about it. Uh, so I played like the WoW free trial, but I didn't play it until years later. So Guild Wars was the next best thing. Buy the box, play the game, no sub fee. Um, that came out in PC on PC in 2005, and I played it from 10 till 17. So 20, uh, 2005 to 2012, uh, I played Guild Wars on and off, not the whole time. Right. Um me and Tim Appleby, a friend of the show, uh, former host, we Absolutely. met. We met because we played Guild Wars uh, together in sixth grade when I switched to Paxson from from Catholic school. Um, yeah, and Guild Wars uh, is something that has really followed me through most of my life because I ended up playing Guild Wars too. Um, but yeah, I remember summer fifth grade like tearing through that with uh chris boyle colin boyle they all played i got a lot of people into guild wars and guild wars 2 um at certain points but i have like vivid memories of being on like fifth grade summer vacation and just like 
playing Guild Wars 2 like there was no tomorrow. Like I'd wake up. Just, I was, I, those I, were the days, man. I would stay home alone. Oh, my God, dude. You just I would you'd st- go to bed, wake up, and then just play more. And then go to bed, and wake up, and just play more. <laughs> yeah, no responsibility. I, all I had to do was go to the pool and like do like you know the math and summer reading. Exactly, shit. it didn't matter. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but I remember like yeah, so I was staying home alone, and and so was my sister. But like you know, I wouldn't have to go to like my mom mom's anymore. Right. I could like stay home and like take care of myself and uh, just play video games. Um, like I woke up, like did something. I just remember, like, the way the sun came in the room, and I'd usually have, like, cartoons on and, like, the TV in the background or, like, you know, some, like, MTV show or some shit. Um, and, yeah, and just playing a lot of Guild Wars. And same thing with World of Warcraft. I would eventually start that, playing that in uh, seventh grade. Uh, th- this came out in, I think I have 2006 here. Maybe, I thought, wow, I thought Guild Wars, or I thought World of Warcraft was, like, 2004. So maybe I'm wrong about this, but I, yeah, so it came out in 2004, but I, I played WoW from 11 to 14. So 2006 to 2009. Oh my God. Playing World of Warcraft again, like so many nostalgic memories and like weird. Yeah. Like summer vacations and like, you know, my first experiences with the game and raiding and kind of being in like playing with people online before, like that was really like a, right. I'm, I'm, like a thing. the norm right yeah. yeah yeah and like meeting people online and you know kind of figuring out this game as like a young kid um yeah and i what i would do is um i would like get allowance to buy like time cards so i would go to gamestop and buy the the three month subscription and i put the code in and that's how i played oh, instead of putting the the credit card in i would buy the time cards that makes sense um, yeah. yeah and i i, I have a lot of vivid memories of like Riding my bike up to Lawrence Park GameStop to buy cards. <laughs> I love it. This won't happen again. No, this is the, this no. Is not I, mean, how it works I don't anymore. even. I, I mean, I know they sell like you can pay subscription like that, but yeah. I don't. I don't think GameStop sells. Actually, yeah, they, I thought they have a wall. Of they their, like, definitely cards and do. Stuff. Yeah, but yeah, but they used to come in like a like a a game box with the card in it instead of just like the card yeah. itself, uh-huh. like a gift card. Uh, That's pretty cool. And then. So I don't know if you added any of the music game stuff. I have two. Music I meant games to add here. that, so I'm glad you brought them up. Yeah. Guitar Hero Two was probably one of my last PS2 games because um, I, I remember, didn't realize that was PS2. Yeah, I remember playing Guitar Hero Two and World of Warcraft at the same time. Um, so Guitar Hero Two came out on or in 2006. Uh, I played on PS2, so I I played this game at age 11 in 2006. Um, I was like, I timed it up because I'm like, I definitely didn't play once 360 got out. That totally was not cool yeah, anymore. Not, yeah. But, oh, God, the music genre. What a... It took over the world t- for a while. What a time. Yeah, I mean, this was, you know, just going to people's houses and playing, playing, you know, two-player or whatever, and then eventually... Get a whole band together. Right. I mean, I, I guess I can skip to Rock Band, too, because I didn't play Rock Band wrong, but Rock Band 2, I got, you know, on 360, 2008, played it from 13 to 14, uh, in 2009 what's good is i can look at my achievements now and see when i actually that is nice it. actually that's cool. um so that's what i did um yeah dude like i remember how many how many excuse me how many you know hangout sessions were yeah we're coming over we're gonna play rock band my you know, roommate like, and, and, I, and that's what we did like and like guitar hero 2 led to guitar hero 3 yeah, yeah. chris martinelli was like one of the only kids i knew who could do through the fire and the flames on expert like 
like yeah, and Guitar Hero Two just kind of started that, and like the the, the SG and and that. Where we... And then you got Rock Band coming in with just the whole band set, which is amazing. And yeah. I mean, dude, it, it sparked my love for drums. I will even say that. Uh, God, I would love to get another Rock Band sesh going. My roommate and I, Ian, we used to play religiously. Uh, we had a band. We would tour around in the game, of course. It was a blast. And I'm happy to see we were talking about earlier that they're getting new guitar tro- controllers coming out. And I would love to see that evolve into maybe they release a new drum set and something like that. Because they don't need to release a new game. I was just going to say, there's no way. that they What, did they release a new game? Or just in yeah. yeah. No, I don't think you I need to. Think, yeah. The Rocks, they, they just put out their final update for Rock I was Band just going to say, yeah, yeah. So that's weirdly kind of lines up like, with like... Oh. Sorry, no, it's okay. It's weird that that could line up. That could weirdly line up with if they do want to start working on something new. But that seems like more of a platform thing that you just continuously update. But if I could buy old, if I could buy new controllers that work with my old game, I'd do that a hundred percent. There were so many like spin-off Guitar Hero games, like the Beatles, DJ one, Hero. DJ <laughs> Hero. The Guitar Hero World Tour. There was Guitar Hero Green Day Green Rock Day. Band. Oh, was yeah, maybe I don't I know. I thought it was but Green yes, Day Rock there, Band. There yeah. was a Rock Day, Rock Day, Rock Day, Green rock Day, Rock Band, Green Day, or Guitar Hero Beatles Green Rock Day. Band. Yeah, yeah. There, I think there was Guitar Hero Aerosmith was one. Yes, and there was maybe one other Guitar Hero one. But yeah, it was the Beatles Rock Band and Green Day. And rock that's kind of where it started going downhill. Like I didn't get Rock Band three. I think it was like. Nobody was. We were just not playing anymore. It, it just the it, zeitgeist. Like, it just faded out for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. It yeah. was, but it, it really, in my opinion, ended with Rock Band Two. Yeah. Rock Band Two was the last one. I know a few people who got like Guitar Hero World Tour and stuff like that. I think that was because that's when they 4. did the full ball. Yeah, they did the full band set for World Tour because they didn't do. They only had guitar on Guitar Hero until like Guitar Hero Three, right? Rock and band then Rock Band con- introduced the whole set with the. Well, no, they introduced the drum set. I guess. What are, like it's so funny. Rock Band is such you know, rock band. It's such a good name. It is perfect. You yeah, couldn't yeah. get much better. Yeah. God, I, I have so many fond memories with those games, especially with yeah, my brothers and, and everything. And it's funny we didn't really, I, you know, we didn't meet we we in this timeline we had def we have not met yet. No, no. So <laughs> um, it's interesting. Yeah, and like because like I'm sure we would have we had a lot of jam sessions. Hundred uh, percent. And then yeah, I'll just knock through Blood Money Hitman. Yeah, a good. fantastic game. Uh, originally inspired my love for the franchise. For that sure. wasn't on Xbox. I think it was on both. Okay. It was cross I, I looked at I that. I think it was like, at the time. I don't remember that being on Xbox. It's okay. on both. So, yeah. I mean, a fantastically wonderful Hitman game. Lots of choice. The earliest time I remember having a lot of replayability uh, within a stealth game. It's still a, a little bit more on rails comparatively to especially what we got now. But, man, what a fucking franchise and what a, a game indeed. One of my favorite stealth games. Uh, but what about you, Goose? You want to move on to another one? I think we're about to line up. So if there's one, yeah. Um, let's talk about Oblivion. Okay. Um. Yeah, my God, Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion. I hated it. Three sixty two thousand six. I only play. I. I feel like I played this game for years, but when I looked at the achievements, I played it only in the year. Sorry, I'm getting lost. Uh. 2008. Wow. I got I finished the entire game in like a few months. Um I had my Xbox for about a year at this point. Um a little a year and a half. Um I remember I had Gears, BioShock, 
um, Halo 3, and a few other games. But Oblivion was one of the first games I, I got for the 360. I don't know why. I don't know why I picked sure. up Oblivion. I like, think, oh, interesting. If, I guess Are... if I had to guess, Fred might have been the reason why I got it. He he kind of got games, and then I'm like, oh, like... This I'd... sucks cool. Yeah. Right, right. He was your gooch. He was my gooch. For the time, yeah. Like, because you you know how, like, you know, you have your friend that you, your friends ask you if they should get a game because you're the guy getting it. I, I'd have that happen to me for sure, too. You're the gamer guy that they can be asked. Fred was your gamer guy that you could ask. Right. Yeah. And we were, we were, we, you know, we were talking on Xbox private chats for days, private chats. you know, That's so funny. holy shit. Um, yeah, dude, what to say about Oblivion? So there's not game. much that can't be said that already that hasn't been said already. It's it's truly like one of those I think trend setting games in a lot of ways looking back. Uh I think it's very important to the RPG genre in a lot of ways, especially the console RPG genre in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's a goofy weird little mess in a lot of ways, but god damn it do I love that game and I'll probably replay it until the day I die. By the nine. Stay on the road. It's the Daedra, you see. It's just so much good we stuff. We can't remake that. I think you can just, you just put a new coat of paint on it. Dude, I... Uh, but they, I don't think you change the mechanics. Like, I think everyone just looks a little bit better, but everything else is the same. Like, dude, the, the voice acting, yeah. I think, is just so iconic. I don't think you change that. Yeah, like, 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 like those seven voice actors who voice the entire game. Like, they're, that like, is wild. They're, like, and I know, like, you know, of course... Um, Patrick Stewart and uh, Sean Bean and the guy who did uh, Mancar is it Mancar Cameron or mm-hmm. is it Mancar Cameron? Yeah, Mancar Cameron. Um, you know, like obviously, if they remade the game, they're probably not getting those guys back. No, um, so that's why using the VO would make more sense. But I agree. We're not talking about the remake. I just remember pouring so many hours into that and finding so many things and like talking to Fred and another guy um, named Jay Kaufman who who. Fred met I think on Halo back in the day and he became like he was like one of my first friends who like we like achievement hunted like we were we were like achievement guys like we really went for it and mm-hmm. I remember like sending like messages back and forth to him about like oblivion and like finding like items and stuff and dude, oh my god and like I was I was into RPGs but that was probably like one of my first I guess call it modern day RPG um, for like a lot of people, because um, like I, I'm sure a lot of people skipped Oblivion and uh, just went to Skyrim, but kind of knowing what Oblivion was, and then when when a Skyrim got announced, and it was like, oh my god, we are in for like and a I piece still, of art here. I still remember that night it was announced. I was on like a party chat with some people. I can't remember Skyrim who it was no when yeah when it was announced the Game Awards. Oh dude, I was watching the Game that Awards. That night with Chris we were Boyle. talking like on a party chat with someone and, and we were like, when are they gonna fucking announce the next Elder Scrolls? It's been like eight years. Like or it was like the year before 2010, and then they it was that night. It was so funny. Yeah, what a time. Todd, they come out with out. all the torches on stage. <laughs> it was a cool reveal, man. It was a time to be alive. Yeah. Uh, Next up, I don't know if you had this on your list, Gooch. I had Bioshock. I don't. Of course, the original. I, don't. Uh, I have Infinite. Yeah. So that was like Which, that's that's one of the last ones. Yeah. And on I list. think, you know, Bioshock was one of those games that really kind of first introduced me to environmental story- storytelling in a lot of ways and how well that can be done and how how effectively that can be done. And of course, the, the Andrew Ryan switch at the end can't be more iconic. Mm-hmm. What a fantastic game. Definitely contributed to how I feel about games for sure. 
The big boy. The big boy. Halo 3, Xbox 360, 2006. I probably played this game from age 11 to 14, 2006 to 2009. It was a time, man. Everyone was playing. Oh, my God. Halo 3 was a revolution uh, in gaming and would would give way to a a lot of other um, multiplayer games that we're going to talk about probably next here. Um I remember getting my Xbox for Christmas uh for uh Xbox for Christmas that year and being like enthralled. Uh that's the Red Wolf Crusader was spawned on December 25th of 2006. Um and you know, we've never looked back. I didn't have Xbox Live yet, so I remember playing like the, you know, the first few sessions of Halo like going through the campaign and and then I got live after the new year. And I remember going back to school. Uh, Chris Martinelli was one of the people I played a lot of Halo 3 with. But, like, Joey was another one of them. Um, Fred. Uh, so many people. So many people played Halo everyone. 3. Everyone. It was like everyone. Everyone yeah. in school played Halo 3. And it was like, you know. like It was a true zeitgeist moment. Yeah. yeah. Like, we would we'd come into school and be like, dude, what rank are you? What rank are you? Yeah. Um, I'm, um, you know, I'm Brigadier General. Oh, dude. Like. What? Did you yeah. get the security armor? And did, did you get all the skulls, dude? The one on the Ark? I'm like, oh my god. Like, I... I you can't be recreated yeah, in a lot of ways. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I don't even, like, I know, like, like it's gonna be interesting to hear, like, the, the current kid generation talk about, like, Fortnite or whatever the fuck. But it's just, it's not the same. It, like, it just, it... it Gooch, you're sounding like a we're real... We're better! <laughs> you know? We're better! Our I'm time- better! <laughs> and like the internet was like fledgling, sure. and like like again, like the the multiplayer games weren't this big thing yet. They like this was the first one. Yeah. Like this was the really first one. Like I know Halo Two was a big multiplayer game, but like Halo Three kind of like really launched it into the atmosphere. Um, and we never looked back. Like, we never did play Halo Three for years. ODST came out, and then we you know would eventually leave Halo Three. Um, for Reach, but like the map, mythic map pack, the the heroic map pack, the legendary right. map packs. When those map packs came out, what a big deal, man! Rush to GameStop to get your Microsoft points, get your card, and and put that bad boy. You get put that bad boy in, and you, you know you're on that thing for days, days. vetoing fucking maps, veto Snowblind, and you know all all the memes and, and the videos that came out from that early time with custom Halo. games. Yeah, like, I co- mean, co- what sharks and jaws, like all the infection game modes. There were so much Ghostbusters. Out. Yeah, there's so like, many. Like, and it, it's a shame. Like, I know, like that that still kind of lives on in Halo today, but like it'll never be the same no. as, as it once was. It will not be the same as it ever was, Gooch. Uh, same as it, I can't really say much was. else on Halo Three. Um, it's it's a it's a generation defining game in a lot of ways. Up next is one of my, I think, truly seminal video games that, like, yeah. constructed how I feel a lot <laughs> about video games. And that's Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Genuinely. Like, I, I just remember being well. blown away by that game and, like, the concept of it. And, like, wait, you're playing as a guy in the present day, but he's using this machine to revisit his ancestors' memories. I think and, this like, is another game Fred kind of got and then I got. because There's, like, Templars, it. and you're this secret, secretive assassin order, and you're trying to take down these seven people, and they have all these interesting monologues that you go through when you kill them, and, oh, wait, I can press a button 
while these screens flash and like it shows this whole different kind of angle of this this uh, this death and like there's all oh this. God. I forgot that Remember was an that? AC1. That's so, so like, MGS3. You know, yeah, it would be like you if you don't do anything, oh it would be like because you'd be holding them there, and if you press A, it would be them standing up like as they're walking oh back my, and I forth. Wonder, I wonder if MGS3 inspired that. Could have. I wouldn't be surprised. I fucking forgot about that. But the, oh the care and attention to detail of the narrative. I've I'd seen it before with this, with other games, but this is definitely one of the most seminal in the way of like, I just remember like craving a second game, Gooch. I was like, when is Assassin's Creed? Two? Are they going to do a second one? When is it going to be announced? I just saw this whole fucking room full of hieroglyphs with the eagle vision, Dude. and I'm like. I am, I am livid. I still remember before Assassin's Creed 2 come, came out. Well, I mean, I guess maybe we'll kind of hit those two both at the same time. Like, I just remember, like, I, I can't remember a more anticipated game for me, like, as a child. Yeah. Genuinely. Yeah. Like, for the whole year before, I was just counting the months. And, you know, I think that, like, <laughs> happens, a few, like, not to the same degree now, but it's hard to recapture no, that it's... feeling of excitement of, yeah. like, when am I going to get this game? And, and the way that it evolves with Assassin's Creed 2 is truly fantastic and just so intriguing. I, It's a seminal... I can't say it again. It's a seminal uh, it made game it. franchise. It really did. It it's made a game it. that made me... And, t- and it, made, it made me as well. Uh, it came out on Xbox 360 in 2007 where yeah. we both played it. I played it aged 13 and 14, 2008 and 2009. I remember I got it in the summer of 2008. Um... In July, um, I was actually the week I got it. I was I went to my last summer camp week ever. Summer I, camp? Did you do summer camps? As no, kids? not really. Really? Yeah, my mom didn't like that stuff. I didn't. I, not go away camps, but yeah. just like a just week. drop for the yeah. Right, like like either like eight to three or eight right, to twelve. Yeah, you're gonna drop off for the daytime. Yeah, 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 I, yeah, I did like those here and there, like not a lot. But this was the last one I did. It was actually a Valley Forge Military Academy, which is kind of. I did they do paintball and stuff. I did that one. I was I did that one at one point too. I think yeah. really. Yeah. Oh, so you did, so I did do one. There was one. Yeah, that, the, I now remember. Uh, they're coming back to me slowly. That's, that's like the only one I really specifically remember though. But yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I did that, and I remember coming home from that, and I was like, I think I was like really like I don't think I was vibing with the camp. I think I was just kind of over the whole camp thing at sure, that point. Yeah, and I was just like, yeah, mom, I think this is gonna be the last one I ever do. Yeah, you know, I'm getting old. Yeah, I'm getting too <laughs> old for this. Um. <laughs> And I remember coming home and playing Assassin's Creed 1. And we've talked a lot about it, AC. Um, but that Absolutely. game, yeah, like some, there was something really different about it. Um, like, yeah, like either from the historical angle, from the, the animus angle of the narrative, the way the story was being told, and you jump between past and present, and that was just really different. And again, really, I was engaged narratively, like, you know, what's going on? And then you get to the end. And I remember finishing that game. And immediately jumping on the internet and looking up, like, like what's what? what is this? And yeah. like being like, you know, like drawing the symbols and be like, what you know, Assassin's Creed One, like ending, like, like what, what is does this? this mean? Yeah. yeah, and like and like kind of like like I mean like literally like I didn't even shut the game off. Yeah, you're just, <laughs> and I like went over to my computer and I'm like and I'm just like yeah like trying to figure this out. I'm like. You know, like fucking freaking you're the, the Charlie fuck Day out. meme of yeah, him with like, the whole thing. Like, and I'm yeah. like, dude, we. Like, I need more. Like, yeah, 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 right. Like, I need more. Oh, um, and <laughs> I think Assassin's Creed One is probably the example of one of my first very difficult achievement 
hunts. Interesting. The flags. Yeah. The Templars. Yeah. yeah. No, there was no in-game guide for them. No telling how many you had or didn't have, or especially, no, actually it did tell you how many you have, but which ones you had, no way to know. You just had to go check. Mm-hmm. And I remember having to replay the game a few times because I couldn't find one flag. So I decided to start over oh, conversationalist achievement where you mm-hmm. have to talk to uh, Lucy all, every time you can. I remember fucking that one up. Um, I, but yeah, I remember like Fred, he's coming up a lot on this podcast. Shout out to Fred Hassel. Um, friend of the show took part in our metal gear solid re three. Yeah, he did. Um, he gave me his AC one strategy guide map for the flags so I could do it. And I did it. (laughs) You were like, thank God. That is why it is so funny that all that stuff, like we were saying, did exist. Just within paper form back then, because dude, even we'll get to back Arkham here, and a I want to talk about AC two separately. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, and even like Arkham when I was trying to go back and find stuff for achievements on that, old nothing. There's like an, barely really? anything on YouTube, anyways. I think you can find more, but like, there's like an IGN video. Even for the remake, nobody did a guide. No, I'm like thinking, I'm like, should I get on here and do Metal, this again? Metal like, Gear actually has a similar uh, issue where like everything, the guides for the game are all the M, like the HD collection right, from right. like 2011. Yeah. It's weird. And then like, there's one IGN video showing you like where the Joker teeth are, and it doesn't show you the map at all. It's like, here's where this teeth set is, and here's where this tooth set is. And it doesn't give you a map. It doesn't show you where you are at anything. It just says this is where it is. And he walks up and hits it. Terrible. But anyways, it Dude, is just I wonder funny. if Colin did that guy. I don't know. why It was, was, it it was Dustin Legary narrating it. Uh, really? Destin, yeah. Like uh, like a 2010? Yeah. Destin yeah, 2009. Yeah, yeah. That's Absolutely. so funny. Um, hold on. Just want to see where you're at. No, I like it. Okay, yep, go for it, Trio. A little Call of Duty here, Gooch. I think these are as seminal to a degree as a Halo, in my yes, opinion. Yes, yeah, I would agree. Everyone was on it at the time. It dominated the schools. Yeah. It, it, it definitely further catapulted first-person shooter games to like the forefront of, I think, just general audiences. I, I want to talk about Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2 together a little that bit. That sounds too, good. So, yeah, that's. I think we can hit those both right now. Like, yeah. I think these both, I just remember everyone playing them all the time. I actually... Do you care if I bring in Black Ops into this a little too? No, no, yeah. So Black it. Ops, mine, I think, but... was definitely the one for me that I remember like really digging into for some reason, especially with zombies. Like I remember zombies yeah, having a yeah, hold on yeah, my life yeah. for that one. I didn't play World of War. Yeah, um, you know, it's so funny, I did a little bit. I, I kind of missed out on that a little bit when I, like a lot of people. I was still as stubborn as I was back then with like everyone playing World of War, and I'm like, I don't want that. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, I'm not going to play it. Mm-hmm. And, but like, you know, people still, people playing World at War and, and, um, we should have just got a second pen. Why are we sharing this pen? It's, it's fine. Um, I was just thinking the second No, I know. It's, it's, it's good. <laughs> I know. We, Stop we, we, we commit. I'm sorry. Oh, just fucking leave it on there. Um, yeah, like I didn't get World of War, but, um, I did get Modern Warfare 2007. So I played this from probably like 12 to like 14. Sure. Um, up until Modern Warfare 2. But yeah, just like Halo, I, I think like, um, you know, the, the online atmosphere, not only with like people, I didn't actually meet a lot of people online from call of duty, but like everyone from school played it. Um, you know, I, you know, reconnected with a lot of people through that game, like tons of different party comps from either people at Marple or people that went to Pius who were now going to, you know, O'Hara and stuff like that and playing with people older than me and younger than me and stuff like that. I mean, again, we're like a year or two. We when 
was it my sophomore year, your freshman year? For what? We met? I think so. I want to say that. Okay. You started driving me in sophomore year, I want to say, because you were a junior. I was a junior and a senior. Yeah. So, geez, I can't remember. We might have met in middle school. Like, no. I, I think we met like when I was possibly an eighth I, grader and you Brian, were. Brian, we yeah. met through Brian. Yeah. And that was probably like sophomore year or junior year for me. Interesting, because I don't think I was hanging with Brian by then that much. Because I think we met through them, and then we kind of started talking more on our own and hanging out more often. Right. I think it was like end of middle school for me, beginning of high school. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I think that's when we like started talking. Maybe, and I feel yeah, like we became like good friends by the time we, yeah, like, yeah. and like where you were taking me to school was by the time you were junior year. Yeah. 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 Which would have been 20, I graduated 2014, you were 2013. So what, that would have been 2011. You know what? Fuck, maybe you're right. I think it was that early, man. But like, I, we didn't play Call of Duty together, right? No, no, we really didn't. We started gaming together more as we got in high school. I think that's where we really kind of started. Talking I mean, I was in high it. school when Modern Warfare when two I came w- out. When I was in high school, yeah, I Modern Warfare yeah, yeah, yeah. one. I was in seventh or eighth grade. Right. Um, no, I was in eighth grade when Modern Warfare one came out. Um, but yeah, I mean, what else can be said about Call of Duty? They're they're cornerstone franchises of gaming in a lot of ways. Yeah, and like Modern Warfare 2, um, and it's funny you talking about AC2, those, when you were talking about buying games and like affording them for the first time, the AC2 and Modern Warfare 2 was the first time, so 2009, when I really pre-ordered a game and I uh, like bought it with my own money. Right. Um, that was the year my parents got divorced, um, so that was a really strange time in my life. Um, but, uh, I remember I play. I mean, probably having like all these friend groups and friends and playing Modern Warfare 2 and, and Halo still and, and kind of getting lost in Assassin's Creed and, and talking about uh, another game as Dragon Age Origins. I played a lot that year. Um, and I, I played for a few more years after that, like really distracted me in that time. Sure. Um, so that was, that was great. Um, but yeah, dude. And it's so funny, like, looking back, it's like, I don't think, like, I, we only played Modern Warfare for a year, and then we went to Black Ops. Yeah. It was That's only why, a it's year, funny, but like, that mo- year does not feel like a year. No, and it's funny, because, again, I, I think, you know, Modern Warfare I got stuff to, like, was a big... 10th Prestige in, like, a year, dude. Yeah. It's all you're playing. I was legit 10th Prestige. Yeah, and you were always playing with everyone. Yeah, that's... No I mean, J-Tag here, buddy. No J-tag. I was legit. I got, uh, there there's so many people who like, you know, modded their Xbox and got the like 10th prestige. Right. I was 10th prestige legitimately. I fucking love it. I, think yeah, I, dude, I don't remember how much, again, I think. I think Black I had Ops like 11 the days big one for me that I did a lot in and I played a ton of for some reason. Modern Warfare, I remember it a good bit, but not yeah, as Black much. Yeah, Black Ops, I played a lot, like you said, played the zombies, but um that's when things, you know, I didn't get Modern Warfare 3. Things changed mm. after that, unfortunately. Um, Sadly. Yeah, but, yeah, Modern Warfare 2, man. In the story, too, like, we're not really talking about That's that. That's true. Aspect. The story really was, yeah. like, major. And, yeah, and Shepherd, it was a major and part the, of the it. knife in the eye and no rushing. So many iconic moments, yeah. Yeah. So Modern uh, Warfare yeah. has the, the Chernobyl mission or yeah. Modern Warfare 2? Wait, what, what is what is it? <laughs> 10,000 people used to live yeah, here. Yeah. Now it's a ghost town. Yeah. Dude, I would love to go. They did a remaster of that campaign, didn't they? they yeah. I, would have, yeah, I might actually it's, go it's back. In the, and, it's in the original, or it's in the remaster model. I think you can buy Price it. Price and uh, Macmillan. Yeah, I think yeah. you can buy it a la carte now. But I don't know. 
Uh, anywho, do you want to take the next one, Gooch? Or I'm trying to think if there's anything I need, I need else to say about Modern Warfare Two. Um, Modern Warfare Two, more than anything, like I, I remember playing Modern Warfare a lot, but Modern Warfare Two was definitely like, dude, whoever got home first from school like to join up and like, you know, sometimes your groups were like full or whatever. And like, you know, like whoever got home first jumped on the party immediately. And we were, we were off yeah. to the races, man. Like I, 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 I didn't really have that much sports responsibility. I mean, like I played golf in high school, mm-hmm. but it didn't, it didn't seem to uh, take up that much of my time <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to a point where I like wouldn't play games. But dude, I just remember like racing home just to, to get, like yeah. jump in a party and like start, blasting away there going, so yeah. much simpler simpler times Gucci. and like like it's sad that like like i think the last multiplayer experience i had like that was battlefield one sure and like that maybe was, yeah, that maybe was infinite for a, like a few weeks it was like a month i think there but like yeah battlefield one like my whole group of friends we all, all played, played. yeah yeah all and that was nice because you could all play at the same time because they were such large games yeah god yeah um so good um do you want me to go for the next one, or do you want... Yeah, I, I, just, yeah. I just gotta see. I think I have two more in between here, I guess, that you wouldn't be talking about. Yeah, let me talk about one more, and then we'll get to AC2. Fallout okay. 3. Okay. Xbox 360, 2008. I played this at 14, 2009. Maybe a little bit 2010, depending on the DLC. Actually, that's a lie. It was 2009, because I looked this up. Looked up my achievements and when I got them. All those DLCs came out in a year, dude. Wild. Wild. Yeah wild um so story about fallout 3 um the year this came out in 2008 when i was in eighth grade my xbox broke i had the e74 error my hard drive busted Uh, i had to send my xbox back to microsoft my dad helped me out with that i remember right um and they sent it back and i got it fixed but i did not have my xbox for christmas that year i got rock band 2 and Fallout 3. And just sitting there. And I was itching. But I was playing uh, World of Warcraft. Um, Wrath of the Lich King came out. I got that. I, I don't think I got that for Christmas. I think I just bought it. Um, and I ended. And I was playing that like in the in the in the meanwhile uh, until my my shit got fixed. But I was you know I played WoW up until I totally like skipped on on this. I played WoW up until like my freshman year of high school and quit cold turkey like it was smoking or something. Um, <laughs> like just decided I would stop and I really never went back um, to it. Um, but I still like follow the lore. Anyway, Fallout 3, dude, I remember like when it came out and like until I got it for Christmas, just like the people talking about it, Fred, again, another game I think Fred influenced me to get. Um, like I just remember hearing so much about it and I remember like seeing like the first few achievements. Like th- there's some... There's some I have like a memory of like the like the way 360 did achievements being so nostalgic. Like I remember like like oh like what achievements do you have? Oh, following his footsteps. Yeah. It's like the first quest in Fallout Three, yeah. and like yeah, like like oh, dude, like exploring the Capital Wasteland and like getting out there and like kind of experiencing like one of one of like the mature games. Like again, like that the Halo Three was the M rating breaking point for me, and then I got whatever. Right. Um. And that probably being, I mean, I had the DLC for Oblivion, but I think this is being one of the first games that I really, like, really was paying attention to the DLC, like, as it dropped. Um, and, you know, getting Microsoft points and, right. and buying it. Um, did you play Fallout 3 when it came I out? I did. Uh, not when it came out. After. It, it's definitely, I think I got to it actually even after 
New Vegas because I finally like understood. Really? Yeah, I was like, oh, this is a good game. It was the same way with Oblivion. I just they didn't click for me at first because I just think I wasn't in the correct mind space yet. You went into Megaton. Dude, when people went into Megaton, they were like, yeah, I just killed. I'm like, you fucking well, idiot. Yeah, it's all you yeah, play. It's not what you do, idiots. Yeah, yeah. again. Like, the, you, like you, can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. I mean, but, you really can't. Yeah. You just fuck up your old game. Exactly. Um, um, no, I, I have very fond memories with Fallout 3. I, I, I probably would have added it here if I, if I thought about it. Uh, but I think Oblivion really kind of etches that spot for me in the way of, like, my RPG sensibilities if you will yeah which i mean again this that they are basically the same bread and butter exactly uh they made you if you will absolutely (laughs) um but yeah fallout 3 man fantastic an amazing game uh i love all the dlcs where the mothership dlc is one of my favorites for sure Yeah, mothership zeta operation anchorage point lookout and the pit yeah good stuff fucking all stellar stellar stuff indeed um i'll knock out these next two real quick GTA 4, I kind of already went into earlier as I was playing. Yeah. For the multitude of reasons, that's a fantastic game. But really, the only other thing I kind of want to pick up on that is I, I remember this being, like, the first game that I truly understood, like, immersion and why I, why I really enjoy it and, and why it makes a game better. Like, just even the way you'd always walk through with those uh, Rockstar games. You're always walking. You're never running. The environment's super active. There's so many little details going on things that you can miss conversationally it's a fantastic game that still holds up to this day but then after that is batman arkham asylum and man i i think it truly is partially one of the inspirations for my love of the character of batman genuinely it showed you that you can make a game related to these characters that isn't necessarily attached to a movie or something like that isn't just a a, what's the word not commercialized but a uh, a movie tie-in game or something like that Mm -hmm. They yeah. took this character, created their whole new version of it, built it out with all of these concepts and all these different backstories and all of these character designs and everything. It's it's a truly fantastic and amazing game that holds up to this day and, and, and really kind of showed me that these games are doable and possible. And it's funny that we didn't get another game that even sort of matched up to it in this genre until Spider-Man. <laughs> Like yeah. it's weird. Yeah, I mean, we got really some strange. other ones in the in the middle there, but nothing like on that level. Like Marvel Ultimate Alliance, like is like a very it's a fighting game. Close yeah. second, eh. maybe not but NBC. Like, yeah, it's Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, the, oh the, yeah, sure. Yeah, the beat 'em up, definitely. Game, yeah, 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 to a degree for sure. But even this is just the way, just how seriously it takes the source material and how well it seems to understand it. And I mean, having Paul Dini write it, and you know, Kevin Conroy come back. All of the I was not into superheroes when that came out. No, I wasn't. And I mean, I wasn't like, I thought Batman was cool. I think that was post like the Dark Knight. And I was like, ooh, Dark Knight was kind of cool. And I was like, oh, Batman, this looks like a cool game. Right. And I played the demo on Xbox. And I was like, whoa. And yeah, man, I got it. It was, it was a fantastic game that, like I said, still holds up to this day wonderfully. Next up, though, Gooch, is another seminal one, I would say. Right? Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah. 2009, 360. I was age 14. Uh, 2009, mostly, but the DLC also came out, so 2010 a little bit. <sighs> yeah, so just like Modern Warfare 2, this came out when my, my parents got divorced, so I was really, like, entrenched <laughs> in AC2 while that was going on. Um, you know what I think I think a lot of people don't talk about? We really needed a second pen. It doesn't matter. Just stop. 
stop talking about it. Just keep going. <laughs> That's okay. Um, we. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Uh, what I think something about AC2 that people don't talk about is the uh, the Italian representation um, that I think just because Italian people are white is probably why people aren't talking about it, honestly. Um, but, like, sure. what other game, like, actually deals with the uh, any sort of Italian culture like AC2 does? It's a, it, And, like, that's kind of why I connected to it. I'm like, dude, I'm like, that Game Informer cover. Oh, my God. The two hidden blades, like. The first uh, trailer too, the CG uh, trailer. Yeah, I uh, was like, "Holy shit!" At Italy, Italian. I'm Italian. You know, like I, I like personally identified with that, and that was like a really big cultural moment. I think for me of being like, "Oh, like this is like my culture." Like in a way, I mean, I know I'm not, you know, I'm Italian American, but sure. you know, like seeing that being represented in the game was really cool. And of course, the story of of AC getting bigger and better. Um, for a little while with AC2 and, you know, the two hidden blades and it, it was dude, such it an was, organic growth. Yeah. I don't think it you, just felt so right. It did. Yeah, it it yeah. all worked so perfectly. And the way they expanded upon different, you know, game mechanics and, and reined other ones in. It's one of the masterpieces of gaming in my opinion. For sure. Yeah. This 360 era is just, there's so many bangers, so many different titles really coming into their own. And we, we haven't really seen an era of, uniqueness and individual uh like individualism like we saw with the 360 when like games were kind of just like really doing their own thing not necessarily like copying off each other all the time or like i feel as like okay we have all these like zelda likes like there just seemed to be a lot more people swinging for the fences yeah and not necessarily like knowing that they're gonna make exactly like a, like, yeah. a, a, a like you know like a a triple a making the banger. attempt yeah like right. it just like and again we're like entering the 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 era of like triple a ness but like the double a idea was still like there still from the ps2 yeah. generation or mm-hmm. that you know um yeah what's up next for you uh i got i think the game that started my love for horror games gooch <laughs> the, the amnesia of the dark descent and i showed you this and you did yeah and i like didn't know that i would like these games i didn't know about these games before amnesia i didn't realize this was a, a genre unto itself um, yeah, I mean, it really kind of kickstarted the modern day horror. Absolutely, genre. and you know, it's an interesting game. It's a different type of mechanic that I never experienced before. It gives you that same kind of adrenaline rush as a horror movie in a lot of ways, but in a way that you're in control. And they they are just so immersive in a lot of ways too, especially with the amnesia games. I mean, I think that's pretty immersive for its time in the way of how many things you can interact with and and things like that. Have you gone back to that recently? Yeah, I played it last year. Yeah, does it hold up? I think so. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't get me wrong. It's still old in certain ways, for sure. But when, when we were first kicking around Re3, uh, Amnesia was one of the first ones I wanted to do. Um, and maybe we still will do it. Who knows? But like, I would I would like to replay Amnesia and Justine and um, Machine for Pigs, especially Machine for Pigs. I fucking hated that game the first time I played through it. So um, I wonder if replay. I think there's it. some parts to love about Machine for Pigs, but they just take away so many of the elements from the first game that made it so unique in my yeah. opinion especially when it comes to like and that was your resources was management. it chinese room the china rumors or, or china, yes. chinese room or something like that i think yeah, i think that was literally it. it yeah um but yeah absolutely 
begun my love for the horror genre and i'm still here kicking every day ever since i'm gonna combine these two just just for pace but dragon age origins which i played both these games i played on 360 dragon age origins in 2009 i played that from 13 to 18 um 2009 to 2013 and then dragon age 2 which came out in 2011 and i played that from 16 to 18 2011 to 2013 uh, these are these two games are probably the games I've played most uh, upwards of ten times each. Really? Um, yeah, because I was really obsessed. This was like Bioware doing the save and port right. thing, so I was kind of like creating like different saves for Inquisition that I ended up never using. I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. No, it doesn't. Like they were the only ones to really, even with Mass Effect, which we'll get to here. Witcher, Witcher, Witcher does. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Um, um, but it is just funny. Yeah, it really didn't take off as much as you would expect. You know, I mean, like, I don't even know if I'd say that. I, I, I think there's just kind of issues with. Well, it. that's. I think that's what it is. It's just it, it complicates things the, the to walking, such a degree. The Walking Dead Telltale games had to do it. I think it's just a hard thing to do, honestly. Yeah, like they would import your saves. Yeah, um, and just lining up your whole story that way. Like, I mean, the fact that we'll relying get to on like you to literally have your save data. Yeah, it's yeah. interesting. It's different. Yeah. Um, but Dragon Age Origins, you know. This is by Bioware. They did Knights of the Old Republic. They did some Baldur's Gate games. So Dragon Age Origins is probably like the most Baldur's game, D&D game you could get at the time, um, especially on PC where it was probably better. Right. Um, actually, it's it's kind of funny. We talk about that. You know how like BG between console and PC, they're pretty different yeah. like in, in some sort of way. Same thing with Dragon Age Origins mm. on console and PC. That makes sense. Um. But I fucking love those games, love the story, love the world, and I was so obsessed of like when Inquisition got announced it was coming out, like creating like you know like every possible save right. state with Just like you get, know yeah. all these varied saves that I was like you know I'm gonna do like tons of Inquisition playthroughs, and I only did like two. Um, just because I didn't have, dude, I, I, I spent like 200 hours on like one save of Inquisition. Inquisition. Wow. Yeah. That took me a while. That was such a really anticipated game for That's me. That's a game. I feel like I tried three times and just, and I should like, I just never, hit. but, and, and Dragon Age two is pretty disliked and yeah. hated, but I really like it. I know it has a lot of issues. Um, the story, like the game is a lot more actiony, less RPG than Dragon Age Origins. There's a lot of reused assets. You're constantly like going through the same maps and and places, and it like it it, it like it got it got made quick. So like there's reasons for that because they didn't have a lot of time to develop right. things. Yeah. And I thought the DLC was good, but like I I really just enjoyed what Dragon Age Two was, and I I like the main character and the story and. And how it like kind of opens the 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 mage templar conflict in that world that goes into Inquisition. Um, so what's next up for you? So I have the Mass Effect games next for me. I have two and three because I never... I only included three, and I, I thought about this really hard, and I think three three really culminated it for me. So that's why I included it. But go yeah, ahead. I think two. Well, the first one I remember again one of those things I remember trying and being like Ugh, as a young person and not liking it, and then I got the second one and I was like whoa. I don't know what clicked here, but it, it was an interesting. Yeah, Mass Effect wanted to. It's pretty. Different. It's it's a pretty large gap, and there was just something really wild and interesting to the story. This idea of choice and consequence being so heavily throughout these games, uh, and the games, you know, really relying on them to a degree that you just don't see even a lot still these days. Uh, yeah, they're they're fantastic games. Shepard's an interesting. And dynamic character in a lot of ways. I always just played. It's funny how that was a game that you could create your own shepherd, but it's like 
you use the regular one. Yeah, you use yeah, the, like you why are you just using default. the yeah, default, default. shepherd? Um <laughs> and yeah, they just did an amazing it, it's this this is BioWare still at its peak. They know what they seem to know what they wanted to do. In two? Yeah. Two okay. and even and you know, three, I know it has its issues and I know yeah, it has its it, diatribes. I, I love three regardless yeah, of everything. I, I even going back, it's so funny. <laughs> We talked about this. I played through the entire uh, the trilogy when it was remastered. Yeah, and I finished the second one. And I was like, I don't know what all the fuss was about here. I think this is actually a fine game. I accept this. And then you were like, No, well, this is why. Blah blah blah. And I was like, Oh yeah, now I'm remembering uh, the indoctrination theory. <laughs> yeah, right, now right, I'm right, remembering right. why. And then it's like comes down to the thing. It's like, Well, then what you were telling me makes sense. And I'm like, Yeah, this obviously actually is the real ending. But then it's like, Why are you even giving me a choice then at the end here to do these three endings? Do, do you was just some weird choices there by them at the end do you remember when mass effect 3 came out and we were like on the bus talking about it all the time i don't i it's just funny what i, to, I don't remember it that much no really no i don't dude so funny. i we would we would talk uh, like because it came out in spring right and i remember like we spent like most of the spring like talking about i mean mass i feel effect like I, there's so like, much oh, did you get to palavin and then like oh dude tally i found yeah. tally again. right you know and i was it's coming back tally. to me now yeah yeah, yeah, yeah okay yeah. i definitely yeah. remember Jesus, man. Again, I think another game that took up the zeitgeist to a degree, in a way. Not, yeah. not as big as, of course, I, a Call of Duty I, and as, as broad appeal. The, but The reason I have Mass Effect 3 on this list, you know, uh, Xbox 360, 2012, played it for seven, 17 and 18, um, 2012, 2013. Um, just the way that story ended and, like, the grandioseness of and the scale and the, uh, the um, not the scale, the the what's the word i'm looking for i don't know i'm sorry the, um, the interconnectivity no the uh, it's on the tip of my tongue the tip of the tongue the teeth not the lips. threat the the sense the, of like doom no you know? oh, fuck me dude <laughs> um, it's left gooch at a loss for words no nah, but and just so while you're thinking on that yeah. i do think even <laughs> three kind of represents some of the worst parts of the transitioning of the some of the worst transitions that we made during that time monetarily and systematically when it comes to how we add content to a game. Oh, we have tagged and on multiplayer. And we have tagged on multiplayer, but also we have a really interesting and like meaningful party member that you have to get through pre-order. Don't you don't you get one of like the Jotic. old Yeah. Yeah. Who is like I think like Really very important key, yeah. and i did not have him like, a lot a lot of people boyed mass effect 3 yeah. for, boycotted mass effect 3 because and of like that. that's that it was showing some of the worst parts of the industry transitioning into that time and it's sad that word is on the tip of my tongue i think it begins with an s the not the scope not the scale It mean like I'm trying to maybe you can help me out so like the way the world is and it's like oh like you actually feel like things are really happening and like the like the, the choices like the the consequences matter or like yeah but like the like you actually feel like you know like you're like you're fighting for like the end of the world sure you feel like the stakes are truly stakes thank you <laughs> that was it the stakes there it is that's why trio's here people the stakes of mass effect 3 just felt so grand and like like from that intro you know like escaping london and, and the world uh, or earth getting attacked by the reapers like first and you know shepherd like finally like people are finally listening to him about the reapers and like assembling the, you know the 
not only the alliance but like the the galactic community as a whole and like what's to try the to reasoning again that the, Re- the reapers do it every ten thousand years they yeah. just wipe out life just to restart things right because they it's like things will go awry is the idea is if you let it go on yeah. too long yeah, yeah, and there's just nobody believes right, Shepard right, right, because right. it's like, nah, this isn't real. Yeah, I mean, can't, Fantastic can't Games. Yeah, and despite its you know troubled ending that you know was debated for long after, I, I do thoroughly enjoy those games and replaying them recently solidified that for me for sure. Yeah, yeah, I played I, those I, like in the last two years. I think yeah, during the pandemic. I'm wearing my mask, yeah. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was nice to play. Um, the the remastered to thank god they did that because i that was my first time i experienced mass effect one too absolutely i i totally skipped that i did too Same. I, yeah. mass effect two another game that fred got that i got because of him and he would tell me a lot about and talk about it and i'm like yeah i'm gonna skip one he was like don't do that dude actually the first time i played mass effect two i remember i was um my mom went on vacation and i stayed at my dad's the very few times I've stayed at my dad's house for like an extended period of time. And I got Ma- I got Mass Effect 2 and I was playing it at his house and L.A. Noir. Ooh. So I was playing them like together. La Noir. Yeah. Um, you just went, right? I did. Um, As- Witcher 2, Assassins of Kings. Mm. PC uh, in 2011. Played this from 16 to 18 from 2011 to 2013. Um... Yeah, I found Witcher before everyone else. Um, I like to pride that. I, I discovered Witcher 2 when uh, a Let's Player I was watching was playing it, and I'm like, damn, this is pretty cool. This is, looks like a really hardcore, in-depth RPG that I would really like. Right. And I think I started Game of Thrones probably in like a year or two, but like, I, you know, Witcher was the Game of Thrones of video games. Really mature, really sexual. Um, Super high fantasy, though, right? Like, yeah, yeah, very... Uh, Dark fantasy. Dark, you would say dark. Say. Okay. Yeah, because everything's really bleak and grim. yeah, that makes it's not sense. Really that happy. Sure. Um, but you know, like political, and I was really vibing with them. Like, there's no other games like this. And then you know, Witcher three would kind of catapult The Witcher into like a, a you know a different echelon of pop culture and, and mainstream. Now we have a Netflix yeah. show and animated shows and you know whatever the fuck we're getting for The Witcher. It, it's crazy how well, big it's become. But I like remember like playing it as this PC exclusive RPG that eventually came to 360, right. which I would like to play the 360 version and, and do all the achievements. See how it is, I right? don't know if I really want to replay Witcher 3 because of the scale, like on console. I replayed Witcher 3 like two or three years ago. It might have been during the pandemic, like fully. It was the first time probably since the game came out that I did that. It's probably when the show came out. I think it might have been, yeah. Um, Do you have any more? I got two more. Um, Hold on. Let me see. One. Those are my last two. Okay. Yeah. Let me. Well. Let me go to mine because our two will overlap. Perfect. Um. Deus Ex: Human Revolution. Play this on PC. Two thousand eleven. Age sixteen. Um. Fucking love it. I fucking love Deus Ex. You know. And I again another game I saw a Let's Player play. You introduced me that. Eventually got it. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, dude, Deus Ex is awesome. And I think it was on xbox but i ended up maybe it wasn't i feel like you had it on pc i did have it on yeah, pc and yeah. I, but i maybe it wasn't on xbox i own deus ex on steam because i bought it when i couldn't like i my computer couldn't handle it and i like tried it the most i could so maybe it and was a I think PC it was exclusive. a pc exclusive yeah 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 mm-hmm. and it got ported um i actually have the xbox port i bought there's a dire- there's it's funny there's two versions of this game the director's cut version and the normal launch version and they're there are two different versions of the game. The director's cut is actually like color graded differently. 
Because that game has like a piss filter on it. Sure. How yellow it yeah. Is. <laughs> um, and they kind of got rid of that in right. the director's cut, and then like it's like not as cool. Not as looking. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I fucking Human Revolution. Who knows if we're ever gonna get a third day of sex with Adam Jensen? It doesn't look like. I mean, we didn't will. he literally just say something online of like, Bye. Yeah. yeah. Well, he said whatever Deus Ex they were working on wasn't with him, so it was probably not Adam Jensen, and it doesn't look good. See, I thought he was involved in some other projects too, and he said he's like, I'm out or something. Like, no, he posted, he, like, I think he's just being real about the situation. Not yeah. that he is out, right? But he, it's that just like, he's just like he's being genuine and like, like whatever Deus Ex yeah. Embracer game they were working on, it's gone. was, was yeah. not with me, right? Um, huh. So I don't think he would lie about that no. at this point. Um, you just wouldn't say anything. Skyrim. I mean, what can be said? I know. Like it's, it's we we did a whole retrospective actually about Skyrim. Uh, with Fred, friend of the show, which I implore you what to go check out. What's up with you, Fred? You're being brought yeah, up. Yeah, you're being brought too back. Much. Brought up a lot. Uh, I love it. I mean, dude, that was a zeitgeist moment. Yeah, for sure. I remember going to GameStop and, and everyone who's anyone got. Yeah, that. did I, I go to the midnight launch? Is that what you're about to ask? No, I. I, I was just gonna say do you, there was a my friend Chase Dan in high school. I remember go, getting there and he was there with his mom too, and I was there with my mom, and my, they both were like getting Skyrim. getting Skyrim. My mom was like, "Yeah, what is even is this?" And we're both just sitting there like the first. <laughs> the wild. first. I don't think I went to Skyrim's midnight launch. I didn't either. I, that's before like my midnight launch days. Wait, I thought you just said you were there. No, that, that I went. To pick it up i'm saying just oh. in jet like just from I, GameStop. the first midnight launch i went to was portal 2 mm, and that's that, a good one the, for some reason i was like i gotta get there at seven o'clock jesus to be in line for four hours like a, like so unnecessary yeah we were just standing there for a while it's why dude the, the biggest one i remember is gta 5 yeah. the, it was stretched from manoa's gamestop door all the way down and around like the shop right or whatever that that uh grocery store that's to the right of it the acme yeah yeah. It was wild. Yeah. And I stayed home that day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, midnight launches, we, that's a podcast in themselves, how really? sad they ended it's up true. getting. Yeah. yeah. Like how grandiose they were and how and now they ended up getting. Yeah. I like Skyrim. Like, you you know what, if you, you know, if you play video games, you kind of get it. I don't feel like going into it it's, here. Yeah. Is, There's we, not much to be said. It's a right, fantastic game it. along the lot of a lot, a lot of the lines of Oblivion. I go back and replay it regularly, and I probably will, as I do with Oblivion. And I mean, it's my life. And Fallout New Vegas is sort of another one that right. falls onto that. It, it, like I, I feel like I had to put both Fallouts in here because I was just like, yeah, I meant to add New Vegas. New Vegas was, yeah, like another one where it came out and it was just like, you know, got it launched. 2010 that was my sophomore year the dlcs were all just bangers yeah 15 16 2010 2011 yeah and like all the dlc came out within the year honest hearts um oh i can't even think of all the dlc names but um the 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 sierra madre sierra madre um i know there's the uh, the big think tank uh the big the big sink the sink old world blues Blues, what was the last one called I don't remember. I know it's with Ulysses. Yeah, I can't remember. I just either. can't remember the name yeah. of it. Um, Some in Zion National Park, which Gooch has been to. Yeah, that was Honest Hearts with uh, Joshua Graham. Right. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Um, uh, our one more together, Bioshock Infinite. This is one that's interesting to me because I feel like there's been this weird kind of turnaround from some people. Yeah, I don't understand. About this. like <laughs> it's like bad for some reason. Yeah, now. no, it's great. It's, <laughs> it's one of it's fantastic. absolutely I think one of my top five, maybe top three games of all time in the way of it's like, definitely one of the best games of that generation. Easily, yeah. and and it's on the tail end of it. 
we talked about environmental storytelling in this a little bit, but like, I do think the Bioshock games are kings of that. And like, they use, you know, cutscenes here and there, but like the idea of, you know, you have these phonograms and you're listening to all this stuff as you're playing the gameplay loop is just so satisfying. In my opinion, the first person shooter aspect works so well. The, 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 what are they called in, in infinite? The, what are the, your power things? Uh, vigors. Vigors. How it loops back in to Bioshock with Burial at Sea. It's a fantastic game. Yeah, so it's funny because I so I was 18 when Bioshock came out and I played it, but I was 19 when the DLC came out, but I like technically I'm like... Yeah, it's in the same. Yeah. I mean, dude, We're that safe. reveal... Yeah, so I don't think we stated this. We we stopped, you know, the games that made us, We, we it was kind of initially like the... the I totally interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, you're, no, you're fine. Um, we were like, you know, there was like a childhood thing in there. So we wanted it to be like the formative years, right. like everything before we're an adult. So we capped it off at 18. Yeah. At, you know, high no, school. No, I think that makes total sense. Um, yeah. But no, Infinite is just, it's a masterclass in environmental storytelling. I know I keep saying that, but like it yeah. really is. You, the, the Everything is told to you in a way that is uninterrupting and just flowing, in my opinion. And it's interesting. Yeah. And that reveal at the end, right, was one that, of yeah, the most that, mind that, fucking. That Booker was Comstock. Yeah, it's just like yeah, I was really, I like sometimes. And I don't know if if it's my age or um, it's how distracted I am by other things or how much is going on. I, I feel like I don't get as immersed in games as I want to anymore. Sure. And I don't know if it's because and like like some of these games are some of the last games like I'm like I was really immersed in AC2. I was really immersed in Bioshock being like utterly infatuated and like and just didn't think about anything else. And like I just nonstop thought about Bioshock. Um, yeah, just being like really into that story and like, you know, like trying to like, you know, get Elizabeth out of here and um, finding out like what that what that game's really about. What's going on with like this alternative history stuff? Like, right. What's yeah. All... There's always a. There's always a. A city. There's always a lighthouse. There's, there's always, always a man. There's always a, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's so good and, there's and so a, philosophical. There's, there's always in so a, many ways. There's always a city. There's always a lighthouse, and there's always. I, th- I, I think. It, I thought you said there's always a, a man and always a lighthouse. A I, monster. I can't remember to be honest. Yeah, because it's. It, it, there's not always a girl. No. <laughs> There's no girl in Bioshock One. Just so many of the philosophical ideals just on itself that you explore in it just between like the labor stuff and how Comstock Comstock runs uh Columbia versus why he like left the union and talking about what's going on in his past. And, and the the Boxer Rebellion stuff. That's the first time I ever heard of, yeah, of about yeah. like the battle of wounded knee. And, Same. Like in and the- um like those those conflicts that were in the early nineteen hundreds, yeah. tail end of the uh, of the 1800s like that definitely that really people don't talk about not at all yeah. and, and like this whole idea of you know just worshiping the founding fathers for just the worst reasons and like turning them into almost gods, gods. Uh, yeah and and like oh my god i want to play it right now honestly yeah, like I it's, mean, it's judas so is gonna be great because i mean you know we've gone from the ocean floor to the sky now we're in space now we're in and, space yeah and what it, you know what does that mean uh, and dude this this is again i i it sounds as a mo- I, I feel like i saw people being like oh so this is another bioshock game or something like that and it's like for judas and it's like yeah yeah what do you want oh do you I want mean, that's what it is and i guess I, I, some people were I, guess, games. I think some people were bringing up who who was the developer who um not cliff lazinski uh, who's like the main lead that did bioshock ken levine ken levine like talking about how 
he wanted to do something different back in the day or something or other. I mean, but like, dude, but, dude they, you, they trimmed down the fat of the you, team. You've seen the first few trailers for yeah. Infinite, right? And how much it changed Absolutely. and how like, Elizabeth yeah. changed. Yeah. Well, and it is weird we don't have a date for that yet, Judas, a little bit to me. But, you know, that besides the point. Bioshock Infinite is another masterclass and truly formed a lot of thoughts I have about how video games can be made and, and how stories can be tell, told within those games. So, in my last one, a game that I'm really not playing anymore, and I think it, it, it it's kind of changed and evolved, and uh, I have a very interesting opinion about Guild Wars 2, and I know I've done a few podcasts about Guild Wars 2 here and there with, uh, you know, celebrating the 10th anniversary, reviewed the, not the latest, uh, yeah, the latest expansion, Hearts of, um, not Heart of Thorns, um, holy shit. Oh my god. For I, Guild Wars? Yeah, what's, oh. the, what's the latest, Jesus Yeah, Heart Christ. of Thorns is, uh, no. Witcher. Guild Wars expansion two expansions is gonna kill me. The fact that I don't know this off the top of my head is wild. God, um, my butt is so asleep. Ugh. All right, well, don't slap it. I'm trying to get wake it up, man. I'm like hitting my ass. End of Dragons, Jesus End Christ! Dra- yeah, and I haven't played the most recent one. I bought it and I didn't even play it. It was such a waste <laughs> of money. Um, yeah, this game came out, this was like, you know, really anticipated MMO for me. Um, my main MMO, and I don't really even play it that much anymore, came out on PC 2012, age 17 to now. Um, but I don't really play Guild Wars 2 all that much. Um, I think it's, I think it's time is really kind of dawn for me. I think I'm like really like, like I just said, I bought an expansion. I just like didn't play it. I'm just not really interested Mm -hmm. in playing it right now, but Getting a new MMO in, in that generation is one of the last, like, old-school MMOs to come out. Like, I don't think we're going to have MMOs like that or, like, yeah. WoW anymore ever again because of games Maybe like Destiny. Maybe the closest thing was, like, yeah, like, like the these hybrid, Republic, yeah. the, You know, like, even we were talking about, like, with Red Dead, if you remember, like, these hybrid MMO games that come out that are, like, MMOs but not really. Yeah. That kind of, like, create it's those like worlds. genre-bending a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, like, Guild Wars was so good for... A long, long time, but I remember like the first year it came out and how magical that was. I remember playing it for like a few months straight and then taking like a few months off. And then like from like early college onward, and I know I'm getting out of my 18 zone here. Yeah, what the fuck? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know we could do that. <laughs> you didn't fucking tell me. Um, yeah, just like I played that all through college daily. Yeah. And then like after I left college, I really stopped playing Guild Wars as much. And I went back and kind of played on my own terms. I think I was I, I got really jaded about the game and I was kind of like forcing myself to play it daily and like doing yeah, that's things. No fun. And I'm like and I went back a few times and played it on my own terms in my own way and I was really happy with it, but yeah, I, I think my time with the game is done. I don't know if I'll have this this second. It's still running though, pretty like yeah. pretty actively. Yeah, yeah, yeah no. for for sure. But like, I don't know. Like, and like another thing is like sort of like the social aspect. But like a lot of the people who I played Guild Wars with a lot like are gone, sure. and like I'm not talking to those people anymore. Right. And they don't talk to each other. Like right. my my guild that I was running with for a while and. Yeah, some, some some behind the scenes. I think like the the social aspect and like those people kind of being gone or have left my life in one way or another. Like kind of like I've like yeah, put sure. like a little bit of a like like I go in and it's, I pl- and I play go- alone. I don't play with people. I like play on yeah. my own. I'm, I'm so not, it's not the same. 
Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that was a bit of a downer note to end the game on. No, that's all right. That first year, man, Guild Wars 2 was a beast. I tried to get into it. I just didn't have a, I didn't have I, a, I didn't have a computer that could I handle it. I made it my mission to get everyone into Guild Wars 2. Gooch, Gooch did. Yeah. I, I really, like, I made, like, a high school, like, Facebook page for it. I, like, I made sure everyone knew about, like, when stuff was coming out. Like, I just really wanted to, like, that's the one thing with MMOs, one thing with WoW, and the one thing with Guild Wars 2 is, like, I, I played Guild Wars one or sorry Guild Wars one with uh, a few friends here and there and we played together for a while we were younger it was different um, but then we got to WoW and it was like I had a lot of friends who played WoW that we played together for like five seconds and then like we never played again and like you know either one person quit one person got playing now we're out leveled each other and yeah the MMOs were always hard to line up with people and play consistently with people and stay together with a group especially right. as you were leveling. Um, but yeah, that uh, those were the games that, in fact, made me, Anthony Ragucci, and Chris Strea. Who we are. Uh, thank you all for joining us for this longer podcast, actually. It's probably one of the longer ones we've done since. We did. What's, our last we one did. was actually pretty long, too. We, we're almost going for three hours. Yeah, it's pretty wild. It's probably, I, yeah. I don't, uh, thank you all so <laughs> not, much for not joining really us. intended. <laughs> no, no, no. I think we kind of got into the Xbox talk and everything, so that took yeah, up probably an yeah. hour in and of itself. We had two chunky beginnings last We did. One. Sorry, I'm No, no, no. You're fine. Uh, but everyone, if you've been with us live on Twitch.tv slash Delco Nerd Network, we appreciate your time as we do every day. Uh, you watch here with us. You can find this podcast anywhere podcasts are found. Just search Delco Nerd Network on all your favorite podcast applications or on all your favorite social medias as well. Anywhere there's an at sign, we're at Delco Nerds. We got a Facebook page. We got a Discord channel. All that good stuff will be linked down below. You can even email us your comments, questions, or concerns to Delco Nerds at gmail.com. We'd be happy to get back to you. You can find all this information on our website, though, DelcoNerdNetwork.com. If you could drop a like, comment, share, subscribe, tell a friend about us. It goes a long way. We appreciate you guys watching every episode that you do. But for Gooch, I've been Trio. Thanks for watching, guys. Stay nerdy. We will see you next time. (laughs) 